0: Bam, we're live. I got triggered. oh What now? <laughs> <laughs> you're, supposed to, you're supposed to say you never get triggered. What are you talking about? You're all never. high and mighty. I was just coming in here, my wife. It, it's like she's psychic. I, it's 7 a.m. here, and so I'm coming in here, and she's like, everything good? I'm like, yeah, what the fuck you mean, everything inside of like, What the fuck you mean, everything's good? Of course everything's good. You know, oh, so what do you mean? But I answer like this, oh, what do you mean, sweetheart? She goes, Well, are you tired? And like, I didn't sleep or shit last night. I'm fucking exhausted. And
1: You're just I'm, so excited to have me on today. Yeah,
0: I'm like, What are you talking about? I'm fucking fired up the fucking back. I just lie. <laughs>
1: I'm triggered. I just lie.
0: Jake, what's up, man?
1: What's going on, Savannah? Where are you? I am in Maze Landing, New Jersey at RDT Fitness in, my, in the owner's office right now.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah,
1: he's a good dude.
0: Um, did is that new electronics someone got behind you sitting in that box? Is that like headphones or something?
1: It's one of those vertical mouses.
0: Oh uh, no. Oh. I don't, I don't even know. know what
1: that is. You have to talk to him about that. I have no clue. Oh, I'm
0: I'm a sucker for like electronic boxes.
1: You're, like, you're a sucker
0: for all boxes. So. I, I am a sucker for all boxes. <laughs> you want to know what happened, though? What's funny about my uh, addiction to uh, boxes of all sorts, when I had kids, I used to get so excited when mail would come for me. And then I had kids, and like it didn't even matter. It could be a brand-new camera came in the mail, and it would just sit there on the counter for like days. I was like, wow, I, I, my kids have become my number one like favorite thing. Dude, you don't have kids, right?
1: No, no kids for me. But you I love have, kids. I have a new puppy. I do love kids.
0: You did get a new puppy. I did. Are we gonna just start seeing a ton of puppy videos?
1: You're gonna see a couple here and there. I'm a little obsessed, I can't lie. He's my little buddy, so you know how like a it's amazing how a little puppy can turn like a grown man into like a little bitch. <laughs> he has done so completely. And kinda like I guess that's how your kids kinda had that effect on you pretty good. So <laughs>
0: my, before we had, uh, my wife and I had got that. We had three great Danes and, and then they eventually all died. And then we went a year without a dog. And then we got this little Chihuahua Basenji mix like a year later from the shelter. And it was ridiculous. My, I knew that we needed to have kids cause my wife and I would like feed him a cracker and then hold each other and be like, Oh my God, he's so cute. The way he eats that cracker. Oh my God. I'm like, Oh, something's wrong with us.
1: It's hundred percent the truth. I, uh, anything he does now I get like I start texting my parents like guess what I taught my dog to do today. You know. <laughs> uh,
0: you know. So, uh Jake Jake went from 386
1: to 212. Yeah, I uh so like the the highest I ever saw on the scale was four sixteen. But but when wow. I started this journey, um three eighty six was when I stepped on the scale for this journey and uh my lowest I got to was 208, and now I hover anywhere between 235 to 240.
0: So I'll do the math very quickly in my head. You your biggest weight swing was 208 pounds.
1: Yes, sir. I lost a hey, human.
0: Did you do that on purpose? Exactly, fit half.
1: No, no, I never even thought about that. No. I uh Nah, you said your... I never thought about Yeah, I did lose half myself, I guess, at one point.
0: Yeah, yeah you cut yourself in half. <laughs>
1: um, it, it,
0: There's this whole generation out there. How old are you?
1: I I just turned 30.
0: Yeah, there's this whole... Um, I was like, what the fuck's going on with the audios? Because I don't have my headphones on. Um, there's this whole generation out there that um we'll, we'll put on so much weight that they do they change their body in such a way that that it's it's forever
1: yeah oh, it's, it's happened i did it i yeah. did it and uh
0: yeah in yeah go on
1: i just i think a lot of the issue is right, and what you talk about is just a lack of knowledge of what the hell's going on but yeah continue with the skin i know that's where you're getting at with the extra skin um it's- and, I, and I've never been the one to like hide it. You Yeah, if you're on my Instagram now, you'll see I've talked about it multiple times. I just, till to this day, I'm very self-conscious about it. Um, going to the beach, a lot of times, like I'm with my friends, my girlfriend and everyone now. And they're like, you can take off your shirt, Jake. Like you're in shape now. And I'm still like, well, I got – I, I always like from my perspective, I was like no one wants to see some dude's extra skin. and But like I know those are the ones that love me and they're telling me to – Take the shirt off, but yeah, to this day it, it messes with my mind. I had no idea you're doing it in the process, you know. You just, it's, uh, I'm,
0: I, I'm, ter- I, um, I don't think you ever, I, I mean, don't let me argue your limitations. I don't think you ever get over it. I, because, nah. because, I, because I hate taking my shirt off too. I hate it. I cannot, I, I have, I look at everyone's body around me and I'm like, man, everyone has a nicer body than me. And, um, and I'm still chubby and I still have, uh, roles, b- but I fake it now because I have kids. I like fucking just like complete, I run down there and just rip my shirt off and then like, I'm trying to hide every insecurity I can cause I don't want them to like mirror it yeah, without, it. without being overcompensating. And, and I do a shot in the car before I get to the beach. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that definitely, oh, uh, God, the too. liquid courage definitely <laughs> helps me too. Um,
0: I seriously, I'm, I, but I'm not joking about that. I'll have like, like, I'll get down to the beach and I'll have like a beer or two, and then be like, okay. I get it. Yeah,
1: 100% get it. Um, have you
2: ever thought about the extra skin actually being an inspiration for some that see you?
1: Yeah, and and then that's the and that's the plus side about it, Matt, is that I hear all these people that are they see it and like Jake. Thank you for putting this out there because for me, this is a struggle of mine, and for me, about my journey, and I, I, I figured real early on that I wanted to be completely open about what I was going through um, because I feel like there's not enough of that out there. Like you see it once in a while on um, like TV shows, biggest loser and stuff like that. But when do you see an everyday person, you know, go through these struggles and, and that's all I am. is just an everyday person who finally one day had enough and I decided to make a change. And I think so much so many people are scared to make that change and they see that, like if they follow my my uh, journey, they've seen that like, yeah, there's been ups and downs. There's been everything in between. But if you can see the person, the happiness I have now compared to back then when I was faking it and trying to prove to everyone else happy. And now it's just a genuine happiness. Um, that's where I want people to get out of this, because. I know how I felt when I was overweight and depressed and sad every single day when I would look in the mirror, and I want people to know that like you don't have to live like that anymore. And it's it's not a crazy like um, secret. You guys talk about it every day. Don't don't eat sugar. Don't eat refined carbs. Simple things. Um, I mean, so when I started this journey, I. First thing I said to myself, so I don't know if you know my whole story. Uh, I don't know. I
0: don't know shit. I'm, yeah, know I'm know really shit, excited to hear it, though. So,
1: um, like, disclaimer to everyone out there, because this is – I'm sure this um some people like, oh, he did it the easy way. I did have the gastric uh, – sleeve surgery. Um, so if anyone doesn't know what that is, it cut out a portion of your stomach. Um, but it's not permanent. This stomach can eventually – come back to normal. I would say now after three years, I'm pretty much back to normal so I can eat um, whatever and however I like. But before that even started, so you have to go through a whole insurance process with this um, to get it insured for process. And it's a six-month process. So um, with that process, all I did for the first six months, they said, you can't gain any weight. For insurance to approve this, you just can't gain any weight, Jake. So that 386 comes from the first time I went into the doctor's office, got onto the scale, and I said, okay, Jake, you're 386. For the next six months, we're going to evaluate you, see if you're eligible. Number one thing you can't do is you can't gain weight. So in my head, I'm like, all right, I'm not going to go through this whole process. I'm just going to make minor changes. I should be all right. So I stopped drinking soda and Gatorade. That's all I did. And in those six months, I lost 46 pounds.
0: Holy shit. What I did you replace it with? Water?
1: Yeah, water pretty much or Gatorade Zero.
0: Okay. okay. Those are
1: my two go to's. I um every time I would go to the doctor's office every month I'd be like, What the hell is going on? I'm like starting to think I'm sick because I'm telling you, I did not change anything about my eating. It was purely I cut out sugar drinks.
0: What is that's about uh so you were losing seven pounds a month by um but by the way, we were just talking about this on the show last night. Most people think that they need to add something to themselves to be healthy. If you think that, and I mean about anything, you are 99.999% wrong. If you're putting zip medication on to get rid of your zits, you're wrong. If you're taking an injection to uh, uh, make yourself stronger, healthier, you're wrong. The 99.9% of the time, if you're adding something, you're, that's the red flag that you're going the wrong way to make yourself a better person. Like uh throw away that big old box of shit that you've been saving. You're a better person. Not save more shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're oh honest, my God.
0: You, you, you 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 don't need to take probiotics until you're done cutting out all the sugar out of your diet first. Then start taking probiotics. Okay, sorry. I get on my horse. Okay. That's amazing. That's a great, that's great. I wonder, um was it was it like seven pounds a month or was like the first month like 20 pounds? Do you remember?
1: I, I don't, honestly don't remember. I just...
0: I wonder how long yes, you could have kept want to that I would say out. the
1: first month was a bigger jump because I remember, like, the last month, I had only lost, like, another three pounds, I think, going into the surgery. So that last check-in, I was like, I lost another three pounds. Um, I'm really biased. I really hate the surgery. Um, I, I don't blame you. I mean, I'm I, I understand. Not, really? I'm not hating
0: either. I'm not hating either. I'm so glad you did it. But I, would like, I just... I, I'm, I'm so biased. Go on, go on.
1: So knowing what I know now mm-hmm. and what I've learned through CrossFit and working with nutrition, do I think I could go back without the surgery and do exactly what I did? Yes. Now I a hundred percent, but Savon, the problem is there's so many people out there that won't, that can't get past that first week or first two weeks of a diet and what this surgery does is kind of forces you to get through that first month because, and what that first month. And what I do you talk, mean
0: by force? What do you mean by force? What's that? What do you mean by force? Because, because you just aren't hungry. So you get yeah. That so like
1: for the first month you're, I mean, for the first two weeks you come off that you're on a completely liquid diet. So right then and there you can have like Gatorade zero and chicken broth for two weeks. So right there you're going to lose you know, I think I lost almost 30 pounds in the first two weeks. Not saying that's healthy or great knowing what I know now, but what it did was like, it sparked that in me, like, holy shit. Let's go. Like, this is cool. I like seeing that. I like for this the first time in how long I've been under 350. So let's, you know, let's get this rolling. Then the goal was, okay, you get to go under 300. And Jake, let me ask you
0: a question real quick. Do you just do that the first two weeks because you're not actually hungry? Or do you do that because it's the rules or some combination of, like, what is the actual surgery? No, I, you do? Does so it like, make it so you're not you, hungry? Like,
1: mentally, I was hungry. But, like, physically, you can't. And, like, yeah, it's the rules. They tell you, like, there's, but there's plenty of people out there, you read about that, go and start eating again because you can, they say that you can, if you eat, you know, bigger foods, you can rupture, I like, guess, the, the staples that are back on your stomach and stuff like that. That's why they tell you to keep away for the first two weeks. So So. it's
0: it's, it's a three-part thing. One, you're not as hungry because you just had the surgery and they did something to your stomach. Two, you're super motivated because you've already gone through the six months and they had the surgery. And three, you're scared to fucking death. You'll fuck something up and pop out a suture. And I'm not, I'm going to ask you a question. People are going to think I'm joking, but I'm not joking. Did you ever think about like just doing meth for a month? Like, get on fucking drugs and, like um, – I thought about
1: any fucking way possible to lose weight. Like, yeah, I, like, wanted it so bad for so long, but it was just, like – and I would start, like, here and there doing diets and lose 30, 40 pounds or not even – I don't think I'd ever lost that much. I'm lying. So probably, like, 20 pounds. But still, like, I would only last two weeks and then, you know, any excuse to, like, fall off the bandwagon, get off the, the horse, like, I would take. And there's a, uh, the surgery kind of forced me that I couldn't get off the, I couldn't get off the horse. You're on that, you're strapped into that damn horse, whether you like it or not.
0: I, um, I, I know what you mean by think of anything. Cause there, I mean, I don't do it so much anymore, but I, there were times in my life where I would be like, okay, I need to lose 10 pounds. And I would seriously come up with, I mean, I wouldn't actually do these things, but I come up with harebrained ideas. Okay. I'm just going to walk for three days. I would hear that thought come in my brain, and I'd be like, "Okay, that's a viable option." I'll start walking on Friday, and I'll you know walk till Sunday, and I would just drink water. You know what I mean? I mean, just like I
1: would hear the, I would hear that that idea to lose you have Such out. a good, such a good idea in your head, and just the next morning yeah. you wake up and you're like, fuck, oh, that. fuck that. that. Yes, like give me a cheeseburger. Shit. I mean, still do this. So I, my, so
0: I fast I, every Saturday night. I go to bed. I stop eating. I don't eat again till Monday morning. But recently. Tired. <laughs> recently uh, you're too young recently i tried to um just be, do some intermittent fasting also so like to stop eating at 6 p.m mm-hmm. i couldn't do it i fucking failed i mean i'll try again but i failed i was like oh, next thing i know i'm fucking eating at 10 o'clock at night just like a whole cantaloupe
1: and is it isn't crazy like everything you know about nutrition all this stuff we still try this crazy shit just because yes we're mentally so fucked with our yes. I know I am, but, like, I can openly admit that and talk to my nutritionist about it and tell him what I want to try different things. And he'll just be like, how are you performing in the gym? And I'll be like, well, I just hit a PR yesterday. He's like, so then what are you complaining about? <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. I don't like the way I look in the mirror. You know, it's right
0: mean, um, you do have a very nice face, by the way, and nice facial hair. Sevan, you look great. You're fast. Yeah, I like I said for over a year now, I, I I go thirty hours, thirty to thirty-six hours a week without eating, and I want to tell you something. It's the greatest fucking thing ever. I don't recommend it um for anyone who's young, uh. But once you start getting into your forties, it has um, I cannot tell you how like I like I woke up this morning and I didn't eat all day yesterday, and I woke up this morning and just had a huge avocado, and I I mean I feel. I slept like shit last night, um, because I drank too much coffee the day before. But man, <laughs> do I feel fucking great fasting! All my inflammation goes away. So like I, I it, like my my clothes fit me. Isn't it weird too when you see people, Jake, who have like nice bodies? Like my wife has an insane body, and then she'll be like, and she'll watch her like put. I'll be just in the bedroom, and she's putting on her bathing suit, and she'll be like, "Do I, does this look okay?" And I, I can't even. I can't tell her how good it looks cause I would have to like fucking start jumping up and down and get a bullhorn and like jerk a load off on her. It's like, I-, I can't even fucking tell you how great you look. I, I can't, I just have to be like, yeah, you look great. But <laughs> I'm really inside. I'm look. like fucking exploding.
1: My girlfriend's the same way. She has a six pack of abs, not an ounce of fat on her body except in her butt. And yeah, she will be like, I think I need to lose a pound. I'm like, Kylie, come on. Like you are, I'm like, you just take off your shirt and then immediately I'm. Yes. Tent, you know? It's yeah. It's crazy. But I get it because at the same time, like, she'll look at me and be like, why are you complaining about it? And I'm like, look at that. I'm like, look at me. I'm fat. I'm, but like, and then there's times where like I have to reel it back and be like, Jake, you used to dream about being this guy right now. Like a dream. Yeah. Literally like, dream. But now and still, I beat myself up about it just because. You
0: know. I push it down. I don't tell her. Because I, I hate it don't let when her she know. No, I push it all down because I, I hate it when she does it. So like, I never will say to her, like I overcompensate, you know what I mean? Like I'll walk like all the way across naked, do a load of wash and walk back just to be like, fuck you. I'm fine with myself. Even though like I'm not, but, but I was, I, I was never unhappy when I hear you say you were unhappy. I was never depressed about it. I could put on a shirt and be like, fuck the world's great. You know, as long as we're not going to a pool party on stove. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, like, you didn't have to worry about like chairs breaking underneath you on a daily basis. You know what I mean? It's a different. And that's uh, like,
0: I'd so. love to hear some of those stories, by the way, and laugh at you. If you have any, you could tell.
1: Us. <laughs> oh, I've broken some chairs in my day. You any like if I went to a wedding and saw like those white plastic chairs, yeah. i will yeah. like stand in the back because <laughs> I don't want to make a scene for this wedding. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, fought, I broke a metal chair in high school. I'll never forget my junior year in gym class, like sitting there and bending the, the damn leg on the, on the metal chair, leaning back in it. And even then, like,
0: does the whole class start laughing? I mean, I know they're not laughing at you. They just, it's just a, it's just like, it's, it's yeah, Laurel and I Hardy mean, shit, right? It's like yeah. three stooges shit.
1: And like, I was literally like right next to a couple of my best friends. So obviously they just started pounding me right then and there and let me have it. And like, I've always been good with that. It let it like, I've always been the first one to joke about, me being fat so that like i made it seem like if anyone wanted to make fun of me you couldn't make fun of me because i was already making fun of myself i was one of those guys i was the yeah, funny smart. guy you know put the jokes on me but i'm gonna put the jokes right back on you and you know it i'm gonna come five times harder because that's how i have to defend myself because i'm the fat guy type of, yeah type of scenario how,
0: um how did that happen how, how do you um i saw pictures of your dad your dad's not fat how, how did you yeah. get fat and, and and one more thing, I'd like to throw in there to, to kind of be one of the themes. What's crazy though is we say all this, but it's the norm now. Fat people are the norm.
1: It is, and I. I it's funny you say that because I was talking to my girlfriend. We just went to Disney on the beginning of January. I was gonna
0: ask you about Disneyland. I heard it's
1: crazy. Um, and I literally was saying to her, I was like, I. Verbatim, I was like, I was like, you know, Savon always talks about just looking around, looking at people and the fatness in the world. I was like, if he ever came to Disney World, he would shit himself.
0: Yeah, some people have told me that a few years ago. They're like, dude, you better not go to Disneyland; you'll explode.
1: Oh, you'd be, you'd just be, ah, well, uh, yeah, you would, you would just sit there on a bench the whole day and just judge. And I wouldn't blame you because it's bad. And like, just do you know
0: what's? Do you know what's interesting though? I don't find obese people unattractive. Like I'll be with, like I, I don't find, um. I, I, I'm more like mesmerized, like a little kid. Like, how the fuck did that happen? How do you do stuff? I have trouble washing my ass, and I'm a 155 pound man.
1: I, I, I wouldn't even tie my shoes. Like, I would, once I got a new pair of shoes, I just put knots on the end of the shoelaces. Oh. That way I would, because I would get out of breath bending down the time I did. I could do it. And I was like, I was a pretty athletic fat guy. I used to call myself a fat leap. Because I was just like, <laughs> because I was I was pretty good at sports. Like even in high school, I was like the starting pitcher for the baseball. No bullshit. Like at wow, three hundred pounds. I, you know, I was the starting pitcher for the baseball team. I was uh, uh, a lineman. Uh, I wrestled here and there, but um I was very athletic. And that was part of like what like drove me nuts as far as being fat. Is like what could I do if I was actually you know, in shape, like skinny like these my friends or built like my friends. What could I do? And that was something that haunted me. Um yeah. Big time.
0: Yeah. I think I look back, I, I was just a pussy. I was so afraid of <laughs> I like I didn't want to sweat. Like I was afraid of sweat. And I always think, man, what I wonder how different I would have been as a kid if I wasn't afraid of that stuff.
1: Yeah, I loved it. Like I that's I, I loved being out there, I loved being outside, and like how you asked how I got fat, and like that's what, yeah. It's um I was so I was big from the moment I was brought into this world. I was 12 pounds, 24 inches born. Um, so I came out of toddler with a driving permit pretty much. And um from then on, I can always remember, even like never like even as a kid, never being like fat, but being very solid, like be weighing more than all my friends. Um so when I started realizing the whole weight thing was when I got into um, you know, little league football. And I guess I was seven or eight and they have a weight limit. And I remember being like the first year, like three pounds over the weight limit. So at like eight years old, I'm going on my first diet ever to lose weight. Wow.
0: You wow. I mean? and do you remember what that weight limit was? 101. Okay. 101
1: pounds. I do. I'll never forget it. <laughs> and uh and then the next year, like, the, I came in and I was 12 pounds over the 101 limit. And weight it works is, like, 7 to 8 is 101. Then you go, like, 9 and 10. You get to, like, 125. And, like, the weight limits go up as years go on.
0: It's crazy that you still remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and then, like, I got into coaching football um, after high school. So I kind of was still involved. So I remember that a little bit. But it got – but my weight – escalated so quickly in those years that by the time I got to like the varsity when you're seventh and eighth grade. So I guess what you're 13, 14, I was way out too far out of the weight limit range. I think the weight limit was like one hundred and sixty, And at that time I was weighing 200 pounds. So like, there was no chance of me dropping 40 pounds for the season to be able to play. Were
0: you heartbroken? Like your parents would go to sign you up and you, you're just too big.
1: I was. And I wasn't, it, it, It's funny you ask that. Like, looking back now, I used to make it seem like I missed it so much. But back in the back of my mind, I'm like, I hated practicing. I hated, you know, the extra running. But I loved being under the lights. I loved game day. And, um, you know, being the big guy for the years before that, when I could make weight, it was – a little bit easier for me because I was always a bigger guy on the field. You know what I mean? So like I loved, so Saturday nights getting under the lights and being able to push guys around. And I really didn't have to practice that hard because I was just a bigger dude. Yeah. And then with everyone, you see that like these kids that are always great when they're younger, but then they're just great because of natural abilities and they don't work on those abilities. By the time you get to high school, all the other athletes catch up to you and pass you because they're the ones working hard. And uh, in a way that's kind of what happened to me. Um, I just never wanted to work hard. I was lazy. Uh, it, was, it was pure it, laziness, it, to be honest with you. I, I would closet eat. My parents weren't bad parents. Like, my yeah,
0: aren't was, you supposed to like? Aren't don't you? Aren't you supposed to eat because like your parents got divorced or, um, a girl made fun of you or like something? Some? Aren't you supposed to like? Isn't that yeah, why you get fat?
1: Like, I really had no reasons to. I just, just,
0: just bad habits.
1: Bad habits. Honest. This and interview's
0: like, over. We're not going to get anything good. We're out. <laughs>
1: I'll tell you all the good habits coming up soon. Uh, but yeah, it was just, um,
0: tell me like, so, so, um, Capri sons, were you allowed to drink those as a kid?
1: I was allowed to, but my, like, so it's, it's funny. Um, my dad is like, uh, he does the, um, like road biking, like the Lance Armstrong type bike. He's very into that. He's been doing that for 20 plus years now. That's, that's his thing. And, um,
0: like he's got the spandex, he's got a nice bike, he uh, yeah. hangs it in the garage, you're not allowed to touch it. Yeah, he's got one
1: machine. of those $7,000 bikes, you know. Okay, like, yeah. It goes, my like it goes in our living, in the living room. My mom used to always complain as a kid, but that bike was staying in the living room. Yeah, bike. yeah.
0: I dig it. I approve. I approve.
1: I I, I mean, looking back now, I do too. And, um... <laughs> <laughs> I guess
0: it's art. Those bikes are art.
1: They're amazing. I mean, yeah. you can pick it up with your pinky. It's freaking... Um, he actually got me into it for a little bit. Then I got more in the crossfit, but we'll get to that I saw
0: thing. you. I saw you in some spandex on your Instagram. Yeah,
1: I, <laughs> I gave it. A, I mean, you can finally wear it. You got to put it on, right?
0: Sure. Yes.
1: Um. But as for like my mom, my mom was also always in shape, always like worked out with like a trainer or went to the gym. Um. But I was her baby and I could just bat those eyes and get what I wanted from her type of thing. And she gave in and not because it was because she loved me so much. And like right. and she did nothing wrong. Like she was great. But those, those were like the times I would get like the little extra treats and stuff like that from my mom. But at the same time, I, they never had bad thing. We never had soda in the house. The only time there was soda was when like, we would have like a barbecue in the summer. You know what I mean? And just have people right. over and people would leave stuff. But they never kept soda in the house as it overall, they're great examples as far as like eating my mom and dad both eat great. Like they don't eat, a lot of bull crap, a lot of bullshit. Um, my dad's a meat and potato guy, but he also is a type that goes to work all day. Then comes home and will work out in his garden or putting deer bait out. He's a hunter, so like he'll, you know, he's always active. He until he doesn't stop until he sits down in his chair for the night, and then that's it. Right. So he was he could eat his meat and potatoes, but he was always working, biking in the summer. You know, Saturdays were his you know, 40 miler days, Sundays to 70 mile days. And then Tuesday, Thursday, you'd always have a bike ride too. Like four wow. days a week, just long wow. bike rides. And like, yeah. Um, that was his thing. And my mom, like I said, always working out. So they were good examples, but there would be things in the house that I could just go and eat extra of at, at midnight. And then, you know, eventually get to the age where you can start, you know, they're at work in the summer and I can order pizza to the house because I'm learning, you know, i am got to that age where I don't, Need my parents to do that for me anymore, and would sneak the pizza boxes out in the trash before they got home, and right. I'd eat a whole pizza to myself. You know, I was nothing. I was
0: before of- dinner. Before dinner. Oh uh, yeah, Gary Roberts. Um, I, I made this series called Killing the Fat Man, and Gary told me that to be as big as he was, and I don't think he was as big as you. Like he would go, like what you ha- some of the things you have to do is you have to like go out to McDonald's get a Big Mac. Right before dinner, eat it in the car and then come home and then have dinner. Or if you're going to go to someone's house and eat, you always eat a, di- a meal before. So you don't show them how much you're eating 100%. or you, you eat half a gallon of ice cream and then, you know, someone's going to find out. So you just eat the whole yeah. thing and then go to the store and buy buy a new one and, and replace yeah. it. And Just like all these things. And I'm like, wow, it, it really is food really is a drug because all the behaviors, those are all drug addict behaviors, right? Like Absolutely. you drink your mo- your mom's vodka. So you fill the water back up with, um, bottle up with water. You smoke your roommate's weed, you kind of fluff up some other weed, <laughs> try to make it look like you didn't smoke it. You know, it's just all that. It's just all the same shit.
1: Right. You know? Yeah. Um,
0: were you ever suicidal?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh,
0: All around weight, all around weight, like, fuck, this is never, I can't do this anymore. Just
1: around weight, loneliness, feeling like no one wanted me, like, feeling like I was a part of things because, you know, because I was the guy that everyone could go to for things. Because, I, I was so scared to say no to a friend because what if I lost that friend? Like, you know how hard it is for a fat guy to make Uh, friends? You know, that's what I would think. Like, I don't want to lose these friends. Right. And in this process of losing weight. I've lost friends because I realized, I finally like, realized my own worth and like what, you know, some friends were taking advantage of me type of stuff. And, uh, you just, I've learned so much in this process, but you don't learn those things unless you go through those hard times and understand like, and feel as low as you do. So like, there's some days when like, I'll feel low now. We all do. Like there's moments where like, I'm just like, Oh, this sucks. And then like, it's real easy for me to snap back out of it because I get to go back to way, the way I used to feel, and like I said earlier in the show, like I really am living what I used to dream about. So, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, do you ever dream that you're big again? Do you ever like have a dream and you're in your 400 pounds and you wake up, you're like, oh fuck?
1: Yeah, it used to happen earlier on in not so much anymore, but definitely earlier on in the weight loss, it was, uh, it was uh, actually actually pretty frequent, like. I would say the first six months, all the time, just waking up like, just thinking this is all, it will not true, but obviously it happens.
0: Um, it, it was like when I used to when I quit smoking cigarettes. It was like that. Even like a year after I quit, then all of a sudden I'd have a fucking dream that I was smoking again, and I would be so bummed in my dream. I'd be like, "Fuck, I got I'm still smoking," and then I'd wake up and be so happy.
1: Yeah, I used to smoke oh, cigarettes too. I get that. I was so. Like so when I told you I was trying to do everything to kill myself. Yeah,
0: smoking's kind of a good way to lose weight.
1: <laughs> Not for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. For me it was like I would smoke and like because the taste in my mouth I didn't like, I would have to go grab like a chocolate milk to get the taste out of my mouth. It was so f- stupid. Um Yeah, those are nightmares. You're right, Dan. It's they were nightmares. Um But so, so go ahead. You talk about my intake. Like I I almost want to take you through like a daily day of what fat used to eat. Please. Please. Eat. Um, I like telling this because people are just like, what the fuck? So <laughs> I remember like on my way to work, I would stop at McDonald's.
0: Where did you work?
1: Um, I worked for this company called universal supply. They, uh, like sell like windows, uh, siding roof roofing. Okay. Um, but I sat at desk. Rain gutters, rain yeah, gutters. Yeah. Stuff like that. Exactly. Oh,
0: yeah. I love rain gutters.
1: So on my way to work, I would, um, stop at McDonald's. And my go-to breakfast was two sausage burritos. Um, I would get four hash browns. Wow. I would get a um, sausage, egg and cheese on a bagel. Wow. And then a large Dr. Pepper. And what I would do was I would eat two hash browns and two sausage burritos before I got to work. That way, when I walked into work, I just had my two hash browns and my sandwich and acted like it was my normal breakfast every morning, like, oh, this is all I'm eating. But meanwhile, I'd already just put, you know, X amount of calories in my body. And then as the morning would go on, you know, with that kind of work, we always had like vendors come in with donuts and stuff like that. So it'd be nothing to have donuts or uh, soft pretzels dropped off and easily going to get two or three of those donuts. Um, soft pretzels, same thing, two or three and then more so- then, more soda. Uh, yeah, the soda all day I, and Gatorade, like, you know, the, the 32 ounce Gatorades. Yeah. I would mm-hmm. probably drink a minimum, a minimum of six of those a day.
0: Why get, why Gatorade? There's nothing even fun in there except sugar. Like why not uh soda so you can get caffeine too? Just have it. I
1: just love Gatorade. Gatorade yeah, okay. is like my, like one, definitely one of my addictions. That was probably like one of the harder things to give up, but then. Now I, I can't, I can't tell you the last time I, I probably three years since I've had an actual, Gatorade since I since that surgery. Um,
0: Were you ever a Diet Coke guy?
1: <laughs> yeah, I actually just started. I stopped drinking it recently um, because it was getting out of control.
0: Yeah, um, I, I, I would drink, drink like twelve a day for years.
1: Yeah, I was having like three or four a day and my girlfriend kept on getting on me about it and actually after Disney I told her like all right I'm gonna only have Diet Cokes when we go out to dinner and sit down for dinner and that's only like three or four times a month so that's what I've limited myself to now but um yeah it's funny like you said like addictions are addictions and no matter if it's like ones that Um, are bad for us or good for us we we end up getting hooked on something somehow just the way my brain ticks i guess was the gatorade
2: the hardest thing to quit like because it was so easy to consume and it's such a daily habit Yeah, at the first
1: the gatorade was definitely the hardest like just drinking water or like like the gatorade zero just it sucked at first but i kind of like when i first started i really got on the water kick for like three weeks that way when I went to Gatorade Zero, it would taste, you know, like better, so I kind of like tried to trick my mind.
0: Mm-hmm. That's um, smart.
1: And that, I kind of do that with, you know, a lot of things. Oh. Um, what? And, yeah.
0: then, and then what would you eat for lunch? Just so
1: to- Lunch would be, I never bought lunch, I always bought my lunch, and it would be we had this place uh, close by that I like to order from a lot. They had, I would get a bowl of clam chowder cheesesteak and cheese fries and a soda damn and like it,
0: it's crazy that there's it, there's and now looking back there's things on the menu and you're just like you look at them and you're just like that that's yeah. just that's just yeah. obesity making like anytime like there's just I it's crazy now going into a grocery store compared to like when I went into a grocery store 30 years ago I just look at stuff and I'm like that's just That's just pure. That's just life shortening. Like just eat that. Put get incorporate that into your habits, and your life gets shorter.
1: There's certain things like I just refuse to ever like try to eat again. Like as far as like sandwiches, I I think since the last three years, I might have had I maybe had two sandwiches. And, like, that was because, I, like, that's what I had to eat at the time. Like, there was nothing yeah. else. Because, like, I ref- because you just don't
0: fuck around with bread anymore. I,
1: yeah. I try to stay as far away from bread as possible. Here and there, I'm not going to, like, say I'm but in the first in the first year and a half, I didn't have a, a single slice or anything like that. And here and there, it would be, like, maybe, like, a, a little piece of sourdough or a piece of wheat toast with my eggs type of thing. But I try no sandwiches, no sugar drinks. I still to this day do not drink any sugar drinks whatsoever. Zero yeah, bread's
0: own. bullshit. I had a friend tell me that in high it's school. Pointless. I thought he was. In-
1: we don't need it. You don't need it on your sandwiches. You eat your. Like I always say, you get the burger for the damn burger. Like, yeah, the bread is awesome, but people just. A lot of people don't like making that sacrifice. And we're so accustomed in America to just have bread and every freaking meal and.
0: You definitely don't get both like, and that's, that's the crazy part. You definitely don't get the fry. You, you, you don't get, you don't get milkshake. So the first thing you do is you have to cut out the milkshake. That's just, there's just no excuse for that. Yeah. And then you have to either choose to go in there and get fries and fucking ruin your life or go in there and get the hamburger. You cannot do both. You cannot do the bread and the fries. It, it's um it's like, it's like walking backwards a hundred steps. It's so crazy it's so crazy um I had a I hadn't gone to a fast food place yeah. in I don't know how many years let's say 15 years and then one of my friends at CrossFit loved going to fast food places and um, I, I would just I, I would order but I would just just take off the top bun like every time like okay if I'm gonna eat a jack-in- the-box and it was so effective I'm not I'm not yeah. suggesting anyone do that by the way but the bread was clearly made out of sugar and and and, and the difference between eating it with both pieces of bread and, and with the top piece off was like night and day. Like I would have a crash if I ate both pieces of bread. And then to think that people ate fries too, nuts, nuts to me.
1: And I, that's what I think a lot of it comes down to is because like, even though I was eating those things and I knew it, like mentally, I know it's not like great for me, but I also didn't realize how bad it was for me. And I yeah. think that's such I like, yeah, I didn't American, realize it either. Yep. I think that's just America in general. We don't, a lot of people just don't know what they're actually doing to their bodies. And it's just like, well, I'd rather be happy than like, you know, I'm going to die happy. I'm like, you're going to die early.
0: No, like, yeah, you're not going to die happy. Like, I am you're always, not happy.
1: In my, yeah. And you're not happy. In my mind, I always thought to myself, like, I'll be lucky to make 40. And I knew that, but I wasn't doing shit about it. That's scary. Just, like, it got to the point where it's like, let's try to expedite this process. And, like, when you asked me earlier if I was, like, suicidal, it wasn't wasn't almost like a – I wanted to kill myself right there. But, like, I got to the point where I knew what I was doing. And so then I was like, all right, if you're never going to change, like, let's hurry this the hell up and, like, get really unhealthy. So, like, I would come home and I was living with my parents at the time. And so for dinner would be – I would come home, eat a snack, whether that be, you know, go – get a bag of chips and throw some chips on a plate and dump some cheese on it, throw it in the microwave and call it nachos and go yeah. up to my room and eat that. And then hear mom say, all right, dinner's ready. Have two or three servings of that. And then two hours later, go make myself like a frozen personal pizza or go to, we have like what's called Wawa's out here, like a convenience store. And uh, it's like a 7-Eleven type thing. Go to there and grab you know, a pint of Ben and Jerry's. And oh, damn. on the way home, I would grab like a uh not on the way home, but as I would leave Wow, I would have an ice cream cake too. And I would eat like the ice cream, not ice cream cake, what the hell they call like whatever. It's, just like a regular bar ice cream yep. sandwich. Yeah. Eat that on the way home and then walk in with my ice cream. Like, I'm having ice cream tonight. Yeah. You know, I just had. You know what I mean? Like that was pretty much my daily routine of how I ate. So I was probably just,
0: yeah, it's just drug addict behavior. It's just so interesting. It's
1: it's what I was accustomed to doing. It's like, I couldn't tick, right. If I didn't have certain things, because that's like, I didn't, if I didn't, couldn't stop at McDonald's or I was, I woke up late. Like my whole day was ruined that I couldn't have my McDonald's in the morning type of thing. You know, I was Um, to eat, not to work.
0: So when I, how come ESPN body issue never asked CrossFit athletes to pose? I know they had um Katrin David's daughter on there, and you don't want to get me started about that. But she's so proud that she posed naked on there. So you feel free go go to your Apple TV, look up. You can watch the behind the scenes of her. Would you be proud naked. of me if
1: I posed naked? How, how proud? Yes, very <laughs> proud of you. Um, <laughs>
0: did anyone not want you to lose the weight? Is there is there anyone like I? like like people close to you like your mom was she like worried about you like oh you're not eating enough and you're like tripping you're like what are you doing I'm, t- I'm trying to fix myself but like people around you don't want you to change even people who love you
1: i don't think anyone didn't want me to lose weight my mom had reservations about the surgery 100 percent. sure and my dad did at first and then he kind of got to the point where he was like you know what like if you're if this is gonna take he's like, I just want you to be healthy. And he's that's all my dad always just wanted me to be healthy from the time I was a kid. He was always he was the hard one on me. He was the one that would make me cry and like say, like would let me know that I am overweight. And now looking back on it, it's because I know he just wanted me, his son, to be healthy and for me to live longer. And he was giving me that tough love, which now like at the time I'm like, oh my dad's an asshole. I can't believe he, he's making me cry. I, he's making my life miserable. No, he wanted to make my life better. And I just you immature kid. You don't understand that then. And now looking back, I'm like, I'm like, fuck, if I ever have to have that conversation with, if I have a child one day, like that's a hard conversation to have. I give my dad a lot of credit for like pulling me aside and being able to do that. Um, and I love him for it now because it always sat in the back of my mind. It was always something like, um, I want to make my dad proud. You know, you always want to make your dad proud. Um, And for the longest time, I feel like I wasn't because I was, because I knew like he wanted me to be in shape and I wasn't, you know what I mean? I knew that's what he wanted more than anything. And I think that kind of like, I created my own, um, my own depression by like my own thinking, like thinking that my dad saying those things was what's wrong with me. And, when in reality is like what was going to make me better, you know what I mean. Like I right, was yeah. putting myself. I was so down on myself. It wasn't him doing that. Like I just made him seem like the enemy. When in reality, like it, I knew what I wanted, so I was like just using him as the scapegoat. When in reality, it's, it was me.
0: Like blaming him.
1: You in, in a sense, yeah. Like almost felt like, but met like I, I, I've scared like almost never saying this because I don't want him to feel like. I have this against him anymore, but I, cause I don't like, I love my dad. He's my best friend. My dad is my best friend. He's my go-to for anything in this world. Um, And our relationship has only gotten better. And it was always amazing. He was the guy, he was the dad that took me to hitting lessons, pitching lessons two or three times a week, like to all my games, never missed a game when it came to work. Like he would leave work to make sure he was at everything. But in my head, yeah, because I wasn't the perfect son. I would say, you know what I mean, because I wasn't in shape like all the rest of my friends, and I I would be like, oh, he's. A, I would make up in my head that he doesn't love me as much because I'm this and not that.
0: Right. Right. Which okay. Okay. The from did, the truth. did Did you ever? Right. Of course. As a parent, yeah, I totally get it. Um. Did you ever blame anyone? Did you ever, Did you ever play the um the victim, or did you know? Did you have? <laughs>
1: I. I know. Nah, I never blamed anyone for my, for my weight. No. Nah,
0: yeah. Me neither. I I, did, I knew
1: I, it's like, like I said, I didn't know what I was doing to my body, but I knew what I was eating and consuming. And I knew like when I would sneak behind, you know, um, people's backs to eat or, you know, like I said, showing up to work already eating a meal and then acting like this is my meal. Like, I knew what I was doing.
2: Was but. your dad the only one that kind of gave you the, like held up the mirror of truth a little bit or were there other people in your life that did that as well? <laughs>
1: There, there was definitely some, um, so I had, I never, I'll never forget this and this, I'm still friends with this guy to this day. Like we're not really close, but we still, if I see him, we're going to talk like we were childhood friends. Remember, I, I think I was like around 20 and for some, we were hanging out. I think we were smoking weed together and we went to this convenience store and, um, I remember I grabbed ice cream and, like, an apple fritter, like, Danish-type thing. and Like
0: those big brown ones. Yes, yes. Yeah, I always got those because they were the biggest. I didn't care what I liked exactly. the most. I'm like, that looks like it's the most food. Yeah, that's, that's what's yeah. good.
1: Gonna- exactly. Other
0: and- kids would get, like, the little glazed donut. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? This apple fritter is four <laughs> times the size. What the fuck's wrong with you? 100%. 100%. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And I remember him sitting there and going, you know you're killing yourself, right? And I was like, What? what are you talking about? And he's like, he's like, dude, you eat like shit. And he's like, and it's going to catch up to you. He's like, we're not, he's like, you're growing up. And I'm like, and it, his name was Wayne. And I don't, I don't even know if he remembers saying that to me, you know, we could have been so high out of our minds. He, like, he just <laughs> I don't know if you know, like it stuck with me for years. Like, so that's I, did, awesome. I did have friends that like,
0: that's awesome.
1: Yeah. And then this last time around, um, my, uh, so, the owners of the gym that I'm at my cousin, Danielle and her husband, Dave, um, this is where I, was, my whole journey, but Danielle, um, was always someone that would reach out to me in concern because she got into CrossFit. Like, uh, I think she's six or seven years into it now. And she would just be like, Hey Jake, you can always come out or check out our gym, whenever you want. Um, you know, no pressure, just putting it out there. Love to see, you." um, I'm having a
0: déjà vu. I know. I've, I feel like I've interviewed other people when I was doing the CrossFit podcast who said the same thing that there would be these obese people th- that I would have on the show or formerly obese, and someone at a CrossFit gym would say that to him. I would see Greg do that. Walk right up to a fucking dude who's 400 pounds drinking a fucking coke, like a dude who's so big, like it's not. He doesn't even look like he's wearing clothes. It looks like he just put a sheet on. And uh, and he would say, you know what I'm talking about. Like oh, their shirts so, it's like their shirt's so big and tucked in and it then just it lays just lays out like this. yeah it's nuts and he'd be like hey what are you doing they'd be like what and they'd be like you, you're gonna get type 2 diabetes and the dude be like i already got it and greg's like well go to one of my fucking gyms here's my phone phone number and he'd give him his personal phone number and i would just be <laughs> like
1: holy fuck isn't <laughs> and I'd be like, like, is that
0: crazy and he's like what are they gonna do he's like i really fucking care
1: yeah as, as a as a passport fat guy yeah um I wish more people did that. I really do. Like I never took offense. Some people do. I'm not, I'm still only speaker for me, but I never took offense when someone was like, yo, you need to get in shape because like I knew it. And like, as part of me was like, thanks. Like, you're right. I'm not going to do shit about it, but you're right.
0: Like so like 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 you would take any. I, I I was like that as a kid too. Like if someone was mean to me, I didn't care. Like I could convert. I was like an alchemist. I could take any energy and make it good energy. So you were like you were like you said earlier. I'm guessing you were so lonely that someone would be like, "Hey, you're fat and you need to fucking like work out," and you'd be like, "Oh, that person cares about me." Like yeah. you would like spin that shit like,
2: like yeah, I yeah. never got I never like got, got some energy exactly. Yeah. No,
1: you're <laughs> right. So like, but it's sad that like. In like society, we're so like scared to walk up to somebody and be like, Hey, like, there's this just an offer, and like, and that's all you're doing is offer them something that could help them, but we're scared yes. because we're taught that, like, no, you're beautiful, no, like it's right. the inside the counts, like that shit drives me up a wall. It because even back then I would know, like, I'd be like, Stop. Are you are you can like ask my friends, they'd be like, You're not that fat, you're just being mm. like, shut the fuck up. I am fat. Yeah,
2: they and think they're like, helping. Like, Don't lie yeah. to my face yeah yeah
1: there's some people i think that like there are some people out there that feed off the um woe is me type shit but i think for the most part people that and i'm speaking from my experience and maybe i'm wrong but like no one wants to be fat man no one no. wants to live like that and we all are looking people that are fat are looking for that like they want to be that person that loses the weight and is that inspiration. But it is hard. But the more
0: How long are, did it take so, you? It took you two years, right? To go from four, six, 400 to 200, 208,
1: 212, 220? So, no? no, not actually. Well, about a year. So if I lost that, I started in February of 2000. was it? I'll be- July will be three years. So February, 2019 is when I started. And then I think I reached my goal weight of 215 by, I want to say the following March or April.
0: So 13 or 14 months.
1: Yeah, it wasn't.
0: Wow. So you were basically losing 10 to 12 pounds a month every month. Yeah. On average.
1: Yeah. Had yeah. you tried
2: before that? Like, had you tried to lose weight before, like, really try before like, that?
1: No, nah. not, never anything like long and serious, just like short stints of like a month here, a month there. Um. But it, it man, it would t- be like any excuse to like fall off, like uh, have to go to a wedding or something like that and be like, yeah, my, mentally, it'd be like one day you fucked up that you lost all your progress. Like, I didn't. Yeah. I w I didn't have that thought process of like, okay, one day you can like last night I went to a wedding, had a great time. Today, back on the bat like back on your horse. Like get back to what you do every single day. It's no big deal of having one nice night of having out, having a couple drinks. Um
2: Were there any recognized triggers that like you know you maybe you're on the straight and narrow for a little bit and then was there anything like consciously that happened that that pulled you right back to that or was it just a slow like you said one day off the bandwagon and then you're yeah, one
1: day problem. of getting that that sugar back in your system and like um yeah just like i said falling off having some pizza the next morning fuck it i messed up yesterday let's Head to McDonald's, yeah. back to
2: McDonald's. The, main, the main reason why I ask this is right now we're doing a nutrition challenge at the gym and we have a bunch of people going through it and, and there's a there's a handful of people that I've seen go through it year after year and they tend to have this yo-yo effect where they get this great result, they finish the eight-week challenge and then literally a month later we could see the check-ins at the gym just drop off and then they're right back at the challenge the next year and they're heavier than when they were their heaviest when they had started. Yeah. And so I was just curious if there was anything that had that helped you stay on the long-term path that I could kind of relay to them during this challenge.
1: So I think one of the bigger things for me was, is long-term goals, something that can't be achieved in eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Like that's great. Eight week challenge is awesome. But once those eight weeks is up, what are you really in going for? Like Maybe use the eight week challenge as a starter for something bigger. So for me, when I first started losing the weight, I said, What physically do you want to do that you thought you'd never be able to do? Let's let's start there. And uh my first thing for me was I want to run a half marathon. Like a f- 346 pounds started after the surgery, I was three hundred and forty six pounds, was like, all right, my goal is to run a half marathon. And so um, what I did after the surgery was I started with. We have at um, CrossFit RDT. We have this thing called RDT Fit, and it's it's not quite CrossFit. It's no barbell, pretty much. It's CrossFit without the barbell, and it's for like um, beginners, people that want to get in, maybe um, some older women, kind of like that fit, uh, setup. So I started with that, and I started running or walking three times a week, and I had to start slow. For the first First time I went out there or first few weeks I went out there, I would do um, electric poles. So I would run to one pole, one telephone pole, walk to the next one, run one telephone pole, run to the next one. Like I
0: did you come up with that?
1: Yeah, it was just like something. Pretty good. Nothing. Yeah, Pretty good. It, I
0: approve. That's good shit.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it would be OK today on your run, you're going to do two phone poles and walk one. Yeah, you know, progressed it until I yeah. was whatever, until I felt like I could run a mile. And then I, I ran the mile. And I that was a big accomplishment for me. You know what I mean? So, like in in going for a half marathon, there's a lot of other little accomplishments in there that you can feel proud of as you're going. And I think that was big for me. And all meanwhile, still coming to crawl Fit and uh doing the RDT fit. And so I it took me until about the same time to run. As I lost the weight, I ran the half marathon in May of 2020. And it wasn't because of COVID. I couldn't do an official one. There was no official.
0: Oh, yeah. I saw that on your site. You just ran it with your buddy. I think it's even better that you did that. Mm-hmm. It, shows, yeah. I, it shows more like. You were committed like, regardless. I'm doing, yeah, I'm doing yeah, it.
1: I knew when I was ready, and like I was ready to go. And Your buddy
0: hates you, by the way, for making him do that. With me, no matter what he says,
1: <laughs> that guy Josh is a nut when it comes. To, he runs a like a half marathon every Sunday.
0: Oh damn!
1: So that, yeah, that was just another that was just another day for him. The guy, yeah, he runs. <laughs> he just did a couple marathons. He's he's another good dude. Lost a lot of weight. Um. So
0: I got a question for you. So so some girl who works at a CrossFit gym's like, hey, you should come to CrossFit. And, she's there, and my cousin, not, she's my cousin. cousin. Yeah. Okay, and you never oh the brunette pretty girl
1: yes yes
0: yeah okay and um so she, and so you never go and then you decide do you tell her you're gonna get this um surgery
1: yeah and she actually and, and like, you know,
0: she like are you out of your fucking mind dude
1: yeah there I am running it yep um she and, <laughs> she and was then, definitely like not for it but she was also like a, a kind of guy where a lot of people got were like all right Jake like if this is what's gonna take for you to finally like do something. Um, yeah,
0: that's where I'm at too with it. I'm stoked you did it. I'm you know stoked what I mean? And that's where it kind of came down to me.
1: People were like, all right, we've tried other avenues. And so what we did the day, the week before I got my surgery, she, me and her met at a Starbucks uh-huh. and we sat down and she just started talking to me about, okay, like, I'm going to work with you. That's the owner right there you saw in that video. Sorry. Um, He's we're gonna, Um, We're going to go guy, with That guy network. wears shirts that
0: are too small for him, right? He looked like he had a good body.
1: Uh, that dude is ripped. Yeah. He's a stud. We bust his ball so much. Like, we have a, a small group of us now, and like, he takes the brunt of it all, but he is such a good dude. He's one of the best dudes I've ever met in my life. They yeah. call
0: those scapegoats, they, they yeah. take all the misplaced aggression.
1: Dave takes it well. He's a good dude. Dave Lorenzo. Really That's good.
0: Th- hey, you should make that T-shirt for him. Dave takes it well. Um, uh, okay. Okay. So she sits you down a week before and she's like, look, when you're done with your surgery, you got to start coming into the gym.
1: Yeah, pretty much. She's like, you got to come to the gym. Um, she's Did like, your "Doctors tell you that?
0: The do doctor. No? So I
1: had a really good doctor and he was like, do you have a plan? And I told him, I was like, I think I'm going to try like this CrossFit thing. And he was like, awesome. So I go for it. Uh, Dr. Anna Pachanko. Yeah. He was, he was, he's so supportive of me. He's like, I'm one of his favorite clients. He always says, Um,
0: but yeah, you're awesome. You're fucking a poster child. Do you think how important was, do you, I I wonder if they made every single person who had this surgery go to a CrossFit gym, if their success rates would skyrocket. I I looked up some stats last night after I saw that you had had the surgery and it is a fucking steady decline. It's like, I I I I have a link somewhere. It goes from like ninety five percent in the first year successful, and by the time you get to the fifth year, it's seventy percent. And then if you look at some ten year shit, it gets really bad. It's like
1: yeah, you're down to ten percent of excess body weight loss, like that. And that's what people a lot of people don't understand about that surgery, and that that's where it is. Um,
0: but you have this gym, you have all this peer pressure around you that you've self imposed, right? Like hundred percent on, purpose. If you just, 100% on purpose, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Perfect. people who you, you aspire to look like, people who will judge you if you came in there with a Gatorade, people who like if you go out with it, no one will eat the bread in front of you. Like I mean, it's a good group thing,
1: not gonna lie, like being on this podcast was like another thing, like yo, like now you're really gonna get in front of some people. You might mm-hmm. like like this is another reason, like you're gonna have to keep your ass in shape. But like I honestly yeah. I, I wanna say I'm past that point of needing that. Like I I don't know what I would like do with my life if I don't like leave work and come back come to RDT every day. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I I'd kind of be lost without it, but I do still use things like this for for motivation. Like you'll find this funny. Like I'm working out last week and like when it, you know, when you want to start slowing down, I'm like, dude, you're about to be on the Sevon pod. Like thinking mentally, like, Sevon didn't want to have like bitches on his fucking <laughs> on his podcast. Keep fucking going. Like that's mentally you do that stuff. I do that. Every
0: stuff game. Stuff. Um, you said something in your, on your Instagram, about your, your, your wife now.
1: She's not my wife. She's my girlfriend,
0: your girlfriend. That is really important for everyone to hear. And you will not, you will not get to be with great people like Jake, unless you have this mindset, you will not live a happy life unless you have this mindset that your girlfriend has. You said that she doesn't care if you're at the gym for five hours, but even more so that she doesn't care. She's happy for you. She's happy that you're happy. She's not like, hey, you should spend more time with me. Man, that is when you find someone like that, like my wife never says, oh, you're doing another podcast like that would fucking break me if she said that.
1: Yeah, never. Once. She
0: she always it's always like, go get them. You did such a great job. I listened to your show. I love you. I'm so impressed at your dedication, like the tiniest little things. And those just launch me.
1: Yeah, no, I, Kylie has never once. Not I'm no bullshit. Never once when I wake up at 5 a.m. to head over to the gym or every Saturday and Sunday, like I go to the 7 a.m. I try to get there by 7 a.m., do the 7 a.m. class with everybody, hang around. Um, and she usually gets there around 930. But never once when I'm waking her up, is she like, what are you doing? Like, get back in bed like you go. Never once has she been like, you go too much. She's always like, babe, have fun. I'll see you there. Be careful. Text me when you get there. Yeah.
0: When you have people who are inspired in your life, like Jake, don't fucking do anything except nurture it. I don't care what it is. They're into fucking bonsai trees. She, yeah, just nurture people's passion. And I, or whatever that thing is, you full paper. Like, even if it's your kid, don't ever tell your kid that they're doing something stupid. If it's not harmful, just let them go down the path. Nurture that.
1: She, she's amazing. Like she's, Still, like, last uh, Saturday night, she stayed up late making my meal preps for the week. Like, she's one of those that wants to, like, help me eat healthy, like, make sure that I have meals to eat at work so I don't have to go order out or anything like that. She is uh, uh, my biggest supporter. She's the love of my life, 100%. No doubt about it in my mind. And um, and, But, like, that was part of, like, one of the big things as far as me uh, dating someone because – in 27 years before I lost the weight, I, I'm not kidding when I said I didn't have a girlfriend. Like, I never, like, you know, like middle school stupid shit, but I never from 20 when it actually, actually serious, I never had a girlfriend or anything. So, like, when I finally did decide like, I'm going to date someone because I'm in shape now and all that stuff, and like, I wanted to make sure like it was someone like Kylie. And uh,
0: where did you meet her
1: at the gym at, at Artist? <laughs> oh, shit. yeah, I uh, so she came oh, hold on
0: before, before you, before you go into that, I want to ask you, what is this?
1: So that is what, what is this? is that Bill Murray? That is Uncle Rube. He, um, now nah, he, he passed away um a few years ago. So we have a little, have you like,
0: tried that? Have you tried letting the mouse? No, jump?
1: Not <laughs> on my tongue. We would do our fingers. And this guy was like, you guys are pussies. He's like, watch <laughs> this shit. And he he's just a legend, man. He uh he's
0: he's snapping a mousetrap on his tongue. On it's his tongue, freaking...
1: like, and he would do it 15 more times, divine like oh. the coolest dude you ever met, the nicest guy, genuine would do anything for you. Um, like I said, he did pass away a couple years ago. How'd he how'd
0: he pass? Is he a drinker?
1: Massive heart attack, definitely. Uh beer, smoking, unhealthy. Yeah, Uh-oh. he
0: looks like, he looked like he drank. Wow.
1: I'm Go sorry ahead. to hear that,
0: but that's pretty incredible that the mouse trap on the tongue.
1: Is that amazing? Did- I'm, glad you that up. I'm glad Uncle Rube got shot out on the <laughs> on the <seven laughs> podcast today.
0: That's your dad's brother.
1: No, nah, he's not actually my official uncle. We just we have like a hunting club, and like he's my the guy who hopefully will be my best man one day if I do get married. Uh, it's it's his actual uncle. Okay. And so I just was so close with the family. Like that guy, he's like my brother, Robbie. He's like my brother. So we just called him Uncle Rube. That's what that's what everyone called him.
0: Okay. Um, All right. So 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 sorry. So you so you met your girl at the gym.
1: Yeah. So I uh I kind of definitely like went after her a little bit. Um
0: like a lot of bit.
1: A lot of bit. She had she has a has an amazing body. She's a beautiful girl. Um and so she put up this post on like, we had like a community Facebook um, page and she put up, Hey guys, she was new to it. I'm looking for uh, my first pair of CrossFit shoes. Let me know what your recommendations are. So you know, me, 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 I just slid, slid in her DMS a little bit. Said, hey, I like, I'm a Nike Metcon guy, um, but that's just me. And then uh, she ended up going with the Metcons. So I'm like, all right, maybe she like has some. I was like, maybe that's a good sign. Maybe she like.
0: See how easy men are. are. See how dumb we are. <laughs> oh, she bought the shoes. I said she must want to exactly. get married. I'm like, yeah. ran right to the store and bought her. a ring. She <laughs>
1: wants, yeah, she needs to be. She's involved in my life now. She bought Metcons. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah so that that's kind of how I got in her DMs like that. And then she got them and I and I didn't hear back from her. So I would like I messaged her It's so like, hey, how you liking the shoes? And uh, she wasn't a fan she likes to let end up going getting nanos and <laughs>
0: does she have oh wide shit. feet does she have wide feet
1: no but like no, she uh, just she's a nano awesome. girl is what it is i'm a metcon yeah. guy you know yeah whatever but uh as it's done from there kind of like snowballed into like we didn't dive right in as far as dating. we probably more talked on like instagram dms for like three or four months and then I finally got her number and I so never when you, would started, you go
0: to the gym when you knew she was there? Did you start like changing your schedule and shit? Like you'd be like, all right, this chick goes to the eight o'clock class. You know, it was
1: tough that. because she, she always goes to nine. She's actually in the gym working out right now. Um, but she goes to all like the nine 30 AMs cause she's a, uh, was well, actually about to change, but she's a, um, x-ray technician and she would work like two to 11 every day. So she would go in the morning and I would work, uh, like a nine to five, And so I would come after, but on the weekends, I always knew she'd be in on like Saturday mornings or Sunday mornings. So like, I wasn't sure which class she would be at. So I'd always make sure to be there at 7 a.m. and try to catch her with the workout or something like that. If she
0: wasn't in the first class and you saw her come to the second class, would you stay?
1: I don't, I, till this day, I'll get here at 7 a.m. and I won't leave till one. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I'm obsessed, man. Not, and not, what do you yeah. do
0: there? Like you're just talking to people, like volunteering, checking people in, t- my, like, cri- criticizing people. Hey, you didn't put your bar away, dumb fuck. Like just, you're <laughs> just, just, just. Yeah, crazy. you know, like
1: I'm, I'm the ball buster in the gym a lot of times, and like, but for the most part, well, no, like, uh, yeah, I most of my friends now come to RDT, or if I had like, like my best friend Robbie that I was talking about who was going to be my best man, like he didn't come to RDT, but now he does. Like I got him in the CrossFit, converted um, him. My mom comes to, comes to RDT now.
0: Oh, you must be so proud of your mom.
1: Yeah. Uh you know, I've been trying like for years just to get her in here. Intimidated, intimidated, finally comes in. Um, does like we have a, a foundations thing where you do one-on-one for your first uh like six classes with one of our coaches, just one on one, get the foundations of everything. Then they put you in classes and uh she just she fell in love. I was like, mom, it's one on one, like and for now she, <laughs> she like used to like. The first couple times, she's like what classes have the least amount of people? Now she's showing up to nine thirty class, which has like twenty people in it every every day, and she's a uh, part of the community, loves it. Um, but for the most part, all my friends now are RDT members, um, and not and they weren't before. Like they weren't my friends before, but like I, I was talking about, we have like a group of four guys now. Well, it was a bigger group of that, but like there's a four that I play golf with pretty regularly when it's not 15 inches of snow on the ground Mm -hmm. um and it's yeah me my my buddy richie dave and sean and those guys have become like if you would have told me back three years ago who would be in my wedding compared to now like it's completely different wedding setup. you know what i mean like these three guys would be my wedding compared to like the people that i said that i thought were my friends and like um and like you talk about it. You talk about it like you hang around the people who you want to be like. You know what I mean? Yes,
0: like, yes. We're all mirrors and, here. We're all mirrors.
1: And these guys, they show up on Saturday mornings with me, and I, I mean, we spend the first hour rolling out, talking, just bullshitting about whatever. Then we hit a lift and a and a workout, and uh, it's just part of my routine now. Saturday mornings, like if you want to find me, you'll find me at RDT. Um, Sunday morning, same thing
0: did you come here to colorado because you saw matt bickle went there
1: who the hell is matt bickle
0: all right (laughs) let's check uh matt bickle is the guy i had on the show he lost 100 pounds he i mean he was like a he was like a 500 pound dude who dropped to like 386 he's like he's huge he might be like six 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 seven he's a giant dude anyway he he when i had him on the show he came here and since then, I've always thought of this place as kind of, and i th- I want to say, I want to say that maybe who did I know who has no arm? Maybe someone I knew who had no legs or no arms <laughs> and no legs. But basically, this place, I always think of this place as sort of like the um, proving ground for people who lost weight. <laughs> Did you, were you I, running the stairs here? I'm showing a picture of, uh, um, the, the, Red Rock, uh, uh, amphitheater. It's outdoor amphitheater with crazy staircase. Did you go there to exercise or are you there to see? I mean, I
1: went there. I actually, this was actually a day after skiing, um, in Colorado. I was skiing that day and we hit this on the way home. Um, but like, it's funny you bring this up. Like the only reason I was able to go out to Colorado, was because I finally lost the weight and wasn't self-conscious about getting on a plane for five hours sitting next to someone. You know wow. what I mean? Like, I would feel terrible. The longest flight I would make as a fat guy, I was a two-hour down to Orlando, so I could go to Disney or something like that. Um, yeah. Anything over that, I was like, hell no. Like, and then part of me was like, my buddy uh, had moved out there, uh, <laughs> and he had been out there for probably like, three years before I actually went out there and he was like a really close friend of mine and always telling me, come out. And I just give him every excuse under the sun. In reality it was I did not want to go out there on a plane for five hours and be petrified if I'm next to somebody and like torturing them because yeah, they, hate, so you. Big. And, they um, hate you. They hate you. Yeah. I was definitely like one of those fat guys. I was like in your seat. I knew like I knew what was going on. Like I didn't want to be that asshole that was oblivious to like, I wouldn't walk out of the house with a wife beater on because I know no one wanted to see that. You know what I mean? Like I I do, I do. I, did.
0: I, I was the exception. I, I I'm fascinated <laughs> by, by people that do that. I'm just fascinated by just all bodies. I just like, as a kid, I just remember just like loving, like the fat, like I thought the fattest guy in the girl was, world was so fucking cool or the fattest twins or I just I did not, you. I'm just not bothered. I, I was on a flight one time coming back from Las Vegas and I, I sit in the seat. It's There's three seats, and I sit in the seat, and there's a lady next to me who's probably 100 pounds overweight, and a man next to me who's 100 pounds overweight, and both of their shoulders are encroaching on my shoulders, right? And I, I tell myself, I'm, I'm like I, – I, I can either just fuck it, like, like just be so cool with it. Like we're just – that's what I'm doing this trip. I'm just touching these two people. Then about – so I fell asleep. And they're touching me, they're kind of keeping me warm. And I'm kind of like talking myself into enjoying it and like just just, yeah, this is fine. We're just people just on a plane, love this, yeah. About 20 minutes before we land, they're talking. And I realized that they're engaged. And I said to them, I said, Oh, do you guys want to sit next to each other? And they said, No, it's too tight. Then I was fucking pissed. Like you motherfuckers. Like <laughs> I gotta for this, this fucking seat. Yeah, at first I was like, cool, seat. hey, we're having a love in. You fuckers bought the outside seats to squish a fucking midget like me. I was yeah, thats messed up. at that point. They're probably yeah. I would to buy, like the, it, the
1: first class seat upstairs. You front. would yeah, well, like we're talking like Spirit Airlines, an extra fifty dollars for this. It's called <laughs> the big seat. Like it's not first class, like don't get me wrong. Gotcha, like, okay. But it's called the big seat, and I could actually fit in it, you know, without um without encroaching on somebody else but yeah it got to the point where like flying was so embarrassing for me because i needed like the seatbelt extender they'd have to come with like an extra mm-hmm. belt so that you could, could get around my um i would
0: always take those when i would when, when those would like if i would go to a seat and there'd be one of those i would always take one of those i used to fly a lot like so like oh, sure. at least once a week and i love seatbelt extenders i don't know why i just thought they were so cool i mean i didn't want one
1: so how many do you be- have now
0: I don't know. I don't even know if I have any. I probably threw <laughs> them away or gave them to my. Wasn't was there a period of time where they tried
2: to make people purchase two seats? Like if there was a, if you were a certain weight limit or something, or they're. T- if
1: they did, I never, if they did, I never, I never got to that point. That was an awesome day right there, man.
0: Um, You say here that basically you got to skydive when you wanted to skydive before you were too heavy. What's too heavy to skydive? I never even thought of that.
1: 250. You can't be more than 250 for skydiving wow for tandem i think like and then 275 if you go by yourself
0: i guess it makes sense it's a shit ton of impact when you land
1: yeah and yeah i i guess more safety for the instructor too i mean you don't want yeah, that. they can't like reach
2: around you or
1: something yeah
0: pull what cord. happens what happens to your um penis when you lose 200 pounds
1: I knew you were gonna ask, him. <laughs> like yesterday. We're at this wedding. I'm like, I know he's gonna ask the questions because he is that guy, and like, I knew it was coming. about. um, so it doesn't actually get bigger, but because you lose the fat, you get to finally see more of it.
0: Yeah, it looks but like yes, get get bigger, it gets bigger, right?
1: Definitely grew. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I'm very happy with that now. You know, <laughs> 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 now it's uh just to be able to see my dick. Devon, it was like a big like. Yeah, you know what I mean. Without like having meter on my toes, uh, that was a big accomplishment. And um, little stuff like that, like yeah, people joke about it, but like it doesn't bother me. Like it's, it's great. Like, it's not, if anything, it's a it's a good thing now. You know what I mean? And uh, I if if
0: there, I've I want to say at one point like I was taking a shitload of creat. This is probably fifteen years ago. I remember just taking a shitload of creatine. and I really wanted to bench two twenty five. I still never did it. Um, and I, I, I got up to 182. I would say that again.
1: Said, that's like the gym owner, Dave Lorenzo. We have, inside, <laughs> we have an inside joke with him that he can't bench 225. So occasionally, I... we'll send us a video of him hitting it.
0: Um, uh, it, by the way, that's a crazy uh split jerk you do at um 300 pounds.
1: Thank, thank you. Thank yeah, that's
0: that's crazy. Um, uh, and, and your bar muscle ups crazy too. Um,
1: that was a stroke. Yeah,
0: who would have ever thought? I know, okay, enough penis talk. Um, who would have ever thought that you would you would get a bar muscle-up?
1: Not me. I mean,
0: yeah, this is nuts.
1: It was a pipe dream, man. Um, this it, is like, like, something an obese
0: person will never do.
1: Get but a bar muscle-up. You, you up. guys can't hear the audio, but there are so many people that watch me that day that go absolutely insane because they've been, like, watch me try to get this. And this was, I think, what, last March? Yeah, last March, and uh, I actually end up. Um, oh, there's yeah, you hear that? Yeah, that's actually the owner Dave uh, screaming there, and then the other guy Sean, who, like I said, is part of that golfing group. Um, they when were did you? There. When
0: did you? When did you fancy? Do you, so. So you're 350 pounds. You start going to this CrossFit gym. You had the surgery. When? How long are you there before you're like, man, maybe one day I'll have a bar muscle up. So, cause that's crazy to think that you can do that. Mm-hmm. All right. So
1: like, as far as it like, cross it goes, I, I started doing it like in my mind, just to like get in shape. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, I didn't know like the methodology behind it all. It was just, it was just like just a workout.
0: Somewhere to exercise and sweat. Yeah.
1: And so what happened was I was on this goal for my half marathon and like still going, to, like I said, showing up to the gym, doing the workouts. I probably came to the gym two or three times a week and I'll run the other three times a week. So not coming here every single day, but just coming here. And then um, the gym shut down because in March, 2020 of COVID. And that lasted all of, you know, two months. And in that meantime, Were you, I started- tripping?
0: Were you tripping when they closed?
1: Yes and no. Okay. Um. Yes, because like I was starting to like get these friends there, and like I was feeling accepted somewhere, and like I really liked that. But I wasn't at this point. I'm so motivated for my like half marathon. Like this is March of 2020, so I'm only like three months out. Like I'm really getting in shape now. I'm over. You're not getting
0: depressed and thinking you're going to relapse and going no, to fucking no. Wawa's or whatever. And like
1: they, Dave and Danielle did an awesome job of communicating with everyone, giving us an at-home workout every single day, doing zoom workouts and stuff like that and uh so i would do that but at the same time i'm like all right i'm just gonna amp up running and in the meantime my dad this is where the spandex comes in my dad's like hey weather's getting nice how about we start like mountain biking and getting on the bike and stuff like that he goes i'll buy your first mountain bike for you wow that gets you started i'm like i'm like all right Awesome, like deal, deal, you got a deal. So, me and him started doing that. And I'll buy you, you're buying
0: me a dildo to to get me started. (laughs) I'll take anything for free. Yeah, get it. Give me exactly, buy me something.
1: And, like, I think I even there might be a post on my Instagram where it's like, I just did my uh, first bike ride with my dad. And
0: yeah, it's there somewhere. I saw it.
1: And I'm like, this, I can't tell you. I'm trying not to get choked up about it, but how the happiness I felt after that bike ride, seeing the joy on my dad's face that he finally just got to have a bike ride with his son after 28 years of something that was his passion. And I got to share that with him. Um, Man, it's that day. It still fucks me up. How, like how good that like, I'm getting chills right now because I find like, and I know I'm going to say this again. I know he was always proud of me in a way, but this time I felt like, wow, my dad's really fucking proud of me. Like,
0: yeah, I just yeah. kept
1: up with him on bike <laughs> because I'm in shit. You know, I've been running, and like, wow, like what a feeling, man. So like that, like, and this was all going on while the gym shut down. So that hit me with another spark of like, I want to ride bike. So like, I went out and bought myself a road bike. Started doing that with him, and uh in the meantime, RDT started oh, bringing back. You
0: know how happy that made your mom too. Oh,
1: I'm D- sure, man. She like,
0: like to see. Her two favorite dudes doing shit together. I mean, it's just fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, and that guy in the middle, that's Sean. He's one of the dudes that I uh, was talking about. Uh, that's part of that, like, little golf group I have now. He, That guy right there, um, pfft, I can't say enough about one being, like... Like, Siobhan, when you talk about, like, a, a CrossFit guy who, like, just, like, talks about from nutrition, from mentality to work ethic to being just like overall great human being like he is could walk into any CrossFit gym in America and they'd be happy to have him because he's that good of a coach that good of a human being just
0: adds to every scene he's in
1: yes and like we we it's funny like I say like Dave Lorenzo is like our scapegoat of the group because me and Richie are the ball busters and we always say, like, we can't bust Sean's balls because he's too good of a human being. Like, we feel kind of like he's that good. And, like, even if you do try to say something to him, he'll just be like, he'll play it off. Like, yeah, yeah, like, he'll make it in a positive way. He's just like one of those guys, like, introduced me to the stoicism thoughts and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, so, like, when the quarantine is going on, I got onto to the bike and stuff. And I really got into biking started hitting the road bike. Well, when we finally came back to RDT, I think like one of the first workouts was an assault bike and box step over workout. And so I've been spending all this time on the bike. And I'm like, I think I'll just, I'll try the RX today, whatever it was, the 50 pound step overs and the assault bike. And I think I was like fourth or fifth on the whiteboard and for something that for, I've always been a competitive guy. Like I said, I always do sports. And it sparked something in me where I'm like, I guess maybe I could kind of get, com- like, not competitive as far as a competitor, but with my gym, you know what I mean? Like, these guys I used to watch over on the turf while I'm doing RDT fit, I'm starting to, like, see my numbers get near them. Yeah. So, like, that's when I, like, I lit this fire in me as far as CrossFit goes. That's a cool picture. I that's that a was, great
0: picture. What a crazy juxtaposition.
1: That was a – uh that was like, yeah, that's when I started realizing I was getting in shape. Um, but yeah, so I started like realizing like loving the competition with it and like making friends in the gym. So then um, by the end of that summer, I was like full fledged. Like, all right, I want to do CrossFit now. I that's
0: the that's summer of 2019.
1: 20 after the half marathon 19. I had the surgery. And I started that summer just like I was at okay. that July, July of 2019. I had the surgery. February is when I started the process. So July of 2019, I had the surgery. Um, and then, yeah, that year is when I started. So July from then on July to May is when I did the, uh, Half marathon and, and, and then, somewhere
0: like, and and that's and it was after the half marathon that somewhere in there you're like hey I could do a bar muscle up I can start doing some of this yeah shit. I'm
1: like all right like I want to I want to do all those things that those guys are doing like this is now your goals like this is your long term goal because I know bar muscle up like again like I talked about earlier having long term having long term goals and uh, that was obviously a huge long term goal and now I have like the goal of a ring muscle up so hopefully you'll be seeing that coming up soon I've been. Hopping on the rings here and there, giving them a whirl, but so the weights
0: out. Do shitloads of negatives.
1: Negatives? All right.
0: I mean, that's how I did it. I just did 10 negatives like every other day. Okay. Just, like start with a really fast one so that like, you know, go down really quickly because you don't want to like, and then by the 10th one, just war and and fucking war with that false grip. And then as it rips you out, and then one day you'll just go the other way. Don't even worry about getting muscle up. Just do negatives. Negatives are the way all gymnasts get strong, I think.
1: Yeah, I'm one of those typical guys that wants to like skip right to like just get hopping up up there. Fuck kipping!
0: I I I, I can't even. I don't even know if I can do a kipping muscle up.
1: Yeah, your strict muscle ups are ridiculous. Um, Who?
0: What? What happened here? Uh
1: so that is Liam, and he passed away of SIDS at eight months old. And and
0: is is this boy related to you?
1: Um. No, So, you know, I talked earlier about, like, f- I have friends in my life that aren't in my life anymore. That is part of that group. Um, yeah. And they were, like, the family I considered, like, they, at, at one point, like, my second family. And, yeah. Uh, they're great people. I, I have nothing bad to say about them. I, I just, sometimes you got to go separate ways in life. And, uh, but they, he was... He was one of the uh, brothers that I'm friends with. He was their son, and they asked me to be the godfather. Oh, man. And so I was his godfather. Yeah, and he, he passed away since. his, and it, it, I was very close to him. I saw I probably saw him, like, every, I don't know that I'm, in his eight months of being alive, I had maybe five days went by that I didn't see him, type of thing. So I saw him every single day, pretty
0: much. So it rocked you?
1: Felt, yeah, bad, bad, bad. Um.
0: When was that? How many years ago was that?
1: I think we're coming up on five years now.
0: Um, um did it did it yeah. fuck them up? The the your friend and his wife?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um and that, they they're together. Actually, they're, together. Um, they're not uh, together. Nah, they were uh, they're not together anymore. Actually, they weren't together when that's it, it's a lot of drama. That like yeah. I said, there's a lot of drama that goes on, but they're not they weren't even together when that happened. And that's kind of why I was always in his life so much. I was kind of um, helping out. Um, so, I mean, that's as far as, I don't want to get too much into that just because sure. it's like some just other bullshit, but yeah, he was, a he had a big impact on my life and still to this day has a big impact. He's the, um, screen saver on my phone. You know what I mean? He's just, Damn. he meant a lot to me, but like part of this journey was like, I'm always like, I hope he's proud. You know what I mean? Like I, um, he definitely had a, a lot to do with me wanting to. Be a father one day, and in order to be a father one day, I can't be four hundred pounds and
0: yeah um, you cannot be
1: no nah, you cannot
0: be uh is that is that why you posted this also because of the loss of that friend yeah. of yours yep. yeah man uh my life is just so. Uh Easy. I don't have any of that shit. You know what I mean? Like everyone who died in my in my life, all the hardship in my life was supposed to happen. You know what I mean? You're supposed yeah. to get a flat tire when you run over a piece of wood. Your grandfather's it's supposed to die. Yeah. yeah, I haven't had any. uh Yeah, some this guy Matt Bickle. You, you should look this guy up. You guys. No, I will.
1: Yeah, I wasn't you know. saying that like disrespectful when I said. No, talking. no, 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 no. I didn't. It, wasn't, it wasn't taken as that. No, no,
0: it was funny. It was no, no, it wasn't perfect. Um. Oh, wait. What? um is there anything you could do to help someone else who who is 100 pounds or 200 pounds overweight um to get on it or is it just an individual journey It's like fuck i ain't got nothing for you good luck or is it like i do have something for you
1: no what i have for the some person is is give it more than that two weeks that we all give it and then give up and it's like addiction with anything. It's like you're going to stop when the person's right, when you've had enough. And some people will never, or like when they finally get to that point, it's too late because they just had a massive heart attack. And the, you know what I mean? Like what I have for people is what you see. And like I, my mom, biggest advocate, of always said actions speak louder than words. And that's what I kind of um, want to put out there. But what I can say is, And, like, this is from old Fat Jake talking to some people out there that are fat. And if you're hearing this, like, you can do it. I did it. Um, If it takes the surgery to do it, don't let anyone make you feel bad about that. And if you don't want to do the surgery, find a CrossFit gym, find a nutritionist, be accountable for yourself. But at the same time, like, like for me, Savannah, like, it was finding out that I had diabetes, that I – that kicked my ass, and like I saw family members had to get like half their leg chopped off because, like, everyone I guess has that breaking point.
0: So, so you got scared, you got scared.
1: Fucking hey, so like, what happened was, yeah, yeah like, like, so, like, like, yeah, like, I'm, really smoking, like I'm
0: smoking a pack of cigarettes a day, and then I feel a lump on my throat, and all of a sudden now I quit for a month,
1: exactly. Yeah, like, like, that, like, like oh, that. fuck. <laughs> what kind of happened was, I was like three years ago again down in Disney, and I would just went with my parents. And I remember like my feet just being excruciating, like in pain, being so uncomfortable, barely fitting in rides. But then I was also started getting these like I felt like crashes, like like my body would be like like feeling terrible while I'm down in Disney. And something definitely didn't feel right. And I never like was really experienced this before. So I have a a really good buddy who's a, uh, a physician's assistant for like an urgent care around here. I went to him and he's like, do you ever take like your, your blood sugar? And I'm like, no, what the hell is that? Like, I, didn't, I didn't even know what it was. He was like, let me take it. And I think it was like a 308 or something like that. And we're supposed to be around 100 or under 100. He's like, bro, you got type 2 diabetes. And I'm like, what? And, you know, at first I'm like, well, what do we do for his medication, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, and mentally I'm like, you know, fuck this. I don't want to be on medication the rest of my life. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to live like that. It was, it was my breaking point. Diabetes was like, for some reason in my head, that was what it took, I guess. And I guess not seeing 400 pounds on the scale wasn't that. Cause I always said to my head, like before that, like, all right, once you get to 300, that's it. You're Never going higher. Once you get to 400, that's it. Never going higher. It wasn't any of that that made me do it. It was fucking diabetes. Cause that, that scared the absolute shit out of me. And uh
0: do you think that's the only way? Like I always think like a rock people, bottom or like yeah, like either you have to be like to have massive change, you either have to be like get suicidal, um have some sort of uh you know, um supernatural intervention, you know what I mean? Like like people are like, holy shit, like I got in a car accident when I was drunk and I floated to the heavens and I heard God say time to quit drinking. Yeah. Or, or you have to be so afraid of death that you make the change. Like I, I personally think that it has to go that way. You either have to be so terrified. You have to have near death, but like, I, I feel like no one changes like it. Like, okay, I'm 30 pounds overweight. I'm going to change. It's like, Oh fuck. You've started on this journey of drinking every day and you're going to have to go to jail before you quit.
1: I mean, I
0: mean, I know that's harsh, but I just feel that way.
1: No, I, 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 I,
0: maybe jail five times to get <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, like, and, and room with Bubba for the you week. <laughs> like
1: you see like with addicts, I'm like, we all have that experience of people that like, go to jail 19 times and still they yeah. come out and the first thing they want to do is go get high. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like how many people have tried diets and like tried 20 freaking diets and the first thing, like as soon as it goes bad, the first thing they want to do is go grab that donut or cheesesteak or piece of pizza. You know what I mean? It's,
0: You should pat yourself on the back for trying. On the other hand, um, I did before I was able to quit smoking. I had to try like, I mean, there were times where I quit smoking for a year and then relapsed, Yeah, but I had to quit. I had to try probably, I don't know, 40, 50 times in my life of quitting before I actually was. And and I, and I would be compassionate with myself. I'd be like, okay, you just got to try again.
1: Yeah. And I want to honestly, within the last five years of being fat, I didn't, I didn't try shit, honestly. Like, so I would, you
0: kind of surrendered to like, okay, I'm going to die at 40.
1: Yeah. Like I would, like I said, I was trying to speed up the process. And then for some reason it was like, I guess, <laughs> I guess as fucked up as it is. I was more hoping Like I want the quick, easy death, like a massive heart attack and get the hell out. And then right. when they told me diabetes, I'm like, no, that's like slow. and, <laughs> and People's going to have to wipe your ass. Type. I was like, I don't want that. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. I'm too much of a pussy to actually like kill myself. Like I, I was suicidal, but, like, in the in the sense of, like, I want to do it from not, like, putting a gun to my head, but yeah. putting a cheesesteak to my mouth.
0: Yeah, 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 I get that. I, I think I, the, uh, I was kind of like that. I, I had some moments like that, too. Like, there's no fucking way I can hurt myself. Nah, I, I, like. Yeah, but this shit needs to be over, but I can't hurt myself.
1: Yeah, I'm like, I, like, I didn't want to do, I don't know, you know, it's just, you, you think of ways, but it's just like, nah, I, I wanted, like. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll be the see, first
0: like, dude who dies from just eating M and M's.
1: Yeah, like, like, we found it with yeah, like,
0: 600 pounds of M and M's. I
1: hope I <laughs> took like, on one of these or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. As far as like, does everyone have to have that moment? Like, I hope not. I hope there's some people out there just say like, but like yeah. at what point? Like, if you're to that point, like, I hope someone out there is like maybe in the process of like they're eating like shit and like still eating that stuff and they're like wow, before I get there, like before I get to how Jake was, maybe that I can have that impact. But like, if you're already there, you're already there. So that is the, you know, that kind of is your down, that is your rock bottom. I mean, if you're 300 plus pounds, I mean, what, no offense to anybody, unless you're like seven foot, like no one should be 300 plus pounds. I don't care who you are. I don't care how mm-hmm. big you are. Um, It's not healthy for you. Uh, So how tall are you? I'm six one. Oh, so you're a big dude. See, I'm a, yeah, I'm a, definitely a bigger dude, and like I said, now I. You I'm got like, big
0: old hands too, huh? Do you still? Can I see your hands? Do you still have yeah. big old hands? Yeah, I got yeah. big hands. Yeah, did oh, your no. hands got skinnier though too, a little bit.
1: Oh hell yeah, everything did. There's some like, pictures yeah.
0: with you like holding women, and you make them look like <laughs> in your Instagram, you make them look like like a little soccer ball.
1: Yeah, I yeah. There's a one I hold like my little friend Tara. I still I'm still close with her. I I work with her actually. But she's like five foot nothing, and a hundred and you know fifteen pounds soaking wet. And next to me, she looked like, like we looked like the number ten. She was the one, and I was the zero. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, but yeah, like I was a I was a massive dude. You know, I was like that protector guy. I was the the friend zone guy.
0: Yeah, that sucks. I'm Actually, sorry. right
1: now I'm like two thirty five, buddy. And even then, like, I, like, I guess, like, I don't like seeing that, like, I I almost don't like seeing that number that high, but I've, I've been there now, like within the 235 to 245 range for probably about a year now, I would say I've, I've stayed there. And so I'm starting to feel like really comfortable at that weight and realizing that's like my walking around weight and in the summer, I'll probably like, start running more again. I'll drop to like two twenty five ish and hang around there for the summer. But like in the winter, I like to focus on lifting, as you can see, and trying to get the weights up and you know the typical summer body bullshit that I get to I get to experience now. i be like, oh, I'm going for a summer body. Like that's cool. Thing. You know, that's stuff that stuff I never. Yeah. There's that so much cool. that I've experienced just from like, like look where I'm at. Like I, the fact that I'm on the Sevon podcast right now, telling my story is. Is a dream for me. Like it's something like I, I started like listening to you guys every single day. And like, I reached out to you one time. And, like, yeah. That's, that's about cool. a year
0: ago when we first ran into each other, right? On Instagram. Yeah. Because
1: I, uh, uh only reason I reached out is because a year ago in March, I went to my L1 and on the way there, it was in King of Prussia, uh, Pennsylvania, which is about an hour and a half away from us. And it was with, you know, the great James Hobart.
0: Oh, uh- Awesome,
1: and uh, and on the way up there, you, I'm listening to you, Matt and um, Josh. Josh, wow, Josh, I forgot. I'm sorry, buddy. Um, and you <laughs> said something about Hobart, and I'm like, oh shit, like he knows Hobart. I was like, I'm gonna message him and say, and I think I, I guess you just clicked on my profile and you said, I, I forget how it went, and you just saw. I let you know I was doing my L1 and my journey and from then on, I started sending you like updates of how I'm doing when I got my first ball or muscle up. And
0: yeah, I appreciate all that. I and love I get following like, a and progress.
1: Stuff like that. Like, like I said, at one point, like you made me feel like you were so proud of me. I feel like I was telling your friends. So like, it was cool. And like, here I am now meeting you and talking to you. And then like, it's surreal. It's surreal for me. I'm, I'm telling my story. It's all because um, I finally stopped being a lazy piece of shit and wanted more for myself. And unfortunately, this is going to sound harsh, but being fat comes down to being lazy. And there is no, like, I understand there's some conditions out there, thyroids and stuff, and stuff like that's uncontrollable. But for the most part, if you're fat, you're lazy. I mean, It's lazy, you eat bad, you don't want to take the time to make a meal. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. It's making the right choices. Um, And I don't say that to be a prick. I just say that because, like, so many people. No, everyone,
0: know. everyone, everyone knows it because yeah. even skinny people know when they're lazy. Like everyone knows when they're lazy. It's 10 o'clock at night. You haven't worked out. You got an assault bike in the garage or you don't, you don't have anything to do in the morning and it's 10 o'clock at night and you know that you need to go out and walk five miles. And like, like, but instead you go, you eat ice cream and you watch TV and you go to bed. No, it's not fucking acceptable. You're a fucking human being. You're not a fucking TV watcher. Don't put the fucking ice cream down. I don't care if it's 10 o'clock at night. Put on your fucking headlamp and go for a fucking walk for an hour. Put in an audiobook. You you will hunt everyone knows you'll feel better. You'll yeah. come home from your hour walk. You'll get in the shower and you'll go to bed and you'll be so proud of yourself. You'll feel better. You'll be better. Yeah, you're fucking you, you made the wrong fucking choice.
1: Exactly. It's you made it's the fucking wrong the choice. The choice is being um accountable for yourself. Yeah. I you mean, there's, be no, they can be wrong. there's times when I just want to sit there and wake up and, and mm-hmm. not do shit. But then I'm like, that's what, that's the choice that fat Jake would make. You know what I mean? That's the choice that got you where you were. And do, could you afford to take a day off? Fuck yeah. Like now, you know what I mean? Like I don't have yeah. to work seven days a week, which like, I I try not to, but I am like, I don't recommend that, but like, I, I find myself at RDT seven days a week, whether I'm whether I'm working out or not, because it, I'm safe here. You know what I mean? I'm around the, around the bunch of people that aren't going to push me to do things I don't want to do. They're not going to say, why aren't you having that drink? You know what I mean? Like, I think that's a big reason why Kylie doesn't give a shit that I come here. Like she could have a boyfriend that gets off work and goes to the bar for three hours. And what kind of shenanigans do you get, you know, doing that?
0: Yeah. You bring up, you bring up a really good point. If you're at the bar and you've had three beers and you're done, you'll always still have a fourth and a fifth. If you hang out at the gym and you're done working out and you've been there an extra hour, next thing you'll know, you'll be over there and be like, I wonder how long I can hang for. And and yes. out of, Instead of having three extra beers, you'll do uh, six hangs for 45 seconds each, and you'll be like, you would have never done that if you weren't in that environment. It, it wasn't necessary, as, but you just did it because you were bored. And the same reason why you would drink a beer if you're bored or if you were at home, exactly. you'd eaten a bag of donuts yep. if you were bored. Yeah. I was at
1: home sitting yes. on the couch. Like, what would I have been picking on? What have I yes. been doing? It would be simple. Yes. as like me sitting next to Dave on the assault bike while I'm literally spinning it doing 10 RPMs, but uh, yep. I'm, I'm moving yes. my body. Like, you know yes. what I mean? Like, Yes.
2: Yeah. Um, Some, sometimes people just overthink it, too. And one of the things that we have at the gym that we try to tell people is we say, hey, no judgment. Just get yourself here and do the warm up. And if and if you decide, hey, today's not the day. I'm not feeling it. And you do the warm up, and you just leave. No one's going to stop you. We'll even clean up your equipment, everything else. And then what ends up happening is just like you guys are saying. You do the warm up. You start moving. You feel better. And you're like, screw it. I'm already here. I'll do the workout. And
0: right? then maybe you go to BarbellJobs.com and get a job at that gym and work <laughs> That's there. That's what I did it, after it I got exactly my L
1: one. Luckily, RDT was hiring, so I went to Barbell Jobs. No, nah, yeah. Right.
0: Um, you're a good dude. You're a good dude. <laughs> I also want to say one more thing. I, I, um, this is the third show in a row that I'm drinking this. um, I'm going to say it right. Mm -hmm. Page, page street, page
1: street coffee. That your new guy.
0: I don't know if it's my new guy, but it's like, they they sent me a bunch of coffee and I'm drinking it and I've, and I like it. Like, yeah, it's fucking great. And I feel really bad saying this. The beans are the look exactly like the good dudes beans. They're like those little tiny Brown ones
1: you hear from Josh now.
0: And this dude, um, this dude who I get the coffee from, he roasts it himself. He orders the beans and then takes them over to like a co-op roastery in New York City. The guy actually lives in Jersey. You really? live in Jersey, right? Yeah.
1: South yeah. Jersey. Page Street. I think it's Page Street. Pa- Paper Street? Page Street. Paper, Paper
0: Street,
2: but all out
1: uh, When you guys start talking your coffee, I'm always impressed because I'm just still like a –
0: Pa- <laughs> yeah go. this is the guy this is the guy who sent it to me he's he corrected me paper Street. damn when am i gonna get it right <laughs> <laughs> um this dude's a really cool dude i'm like hey I, I if if good dudes is better like i won't be able to like talk up your coffee he's like i don't even care i just want to support the podcast i was like what that's awesome and I, yeah and it, and it actually is That's because
1: cool. you're doing good Savon, man you're spreading good messages and i i definitely appreciate that it's definitely uh what about um
0: how harsh – what about my mo- – so I have some friends who are obese. See, I- And my mom will say to me, I can't believe they're still friends with you. I go, why? She's like, you're so harsh.
1: Be harsh.
0: Like- but I'm like, I really – so here's one of the issues where I struggle a little bit. I don't care. I, I really don't care that – um someone is obese like i don't care like in the sense like i don't find it unattractive it doesn't bother me i know that if i'm sitting next to someone who's on a plane that's obese i don't mind yeah, that touch. Like, I, yes yeah. yes i'm like i like i'll squiggle i'll hug the shit out of an obese person like i don't
1: give a fuck like is that crazy that you get bitched at because you care about them though people that well no
0: th- this is what started happening that was weird so around this this the pandemic people started saying that old that when i start seeing like i know that if there weren't obese people here there would be no pandemic True. and 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 i and i know that 100 percent. i'm 100 percent positive that we wouldn't if there were no p- obese people um there would be no pandemic and how do i know that because i see that um 96 of the people who died have had four or more comorbidities and i know that those comorbidities are caused by eating added sugar and refined carbohydrates
1: yeah i picked the hell of so, a time to get in shape by the way with that i
0: know you're stoked <laughs> How much? How stressful would it be if you're fucking two hundred over now? You're stressed. Oh, I, like I a told everyone I was
1: like, I can't imagine if I was still four hundred pounds, I'd be, I'd be the poster child of dying at a young. They would be posting me because a healthy thirty year old dies. Of no, I wasn't healthy. I was fat as shit.
0: I so I'm so tired of them saying that it's old people or that we have to worry about. Like, I just want to be like. I mean, you've seen them, you've seen like the health ministers of, of Ireland and those health ministers who are like 400 pounds and they're like mandatory vaccines. And I'm like, dude, I mean, I don't know if you saw uh, recently the, the White House, someone, a, a a fucking reporter asked that redheaded lady who speaks for Joe Biden, Pataki or Pajaki, they asked her, "Um, hey, other countries are now pushing um healthy eating and uh, exercise. Why, that, are we yeah. going to do that? And she's like, she no, we around it." We know that the primary way of fighting this thing is through masks and vaccines. That that's a lot that's a fucking lie.
2: Bullshit.
0: And so at that point I, I I don't I'm not doing it to pick on people. I'm doing it because it's the truth. If you are obese, then you're going to manifest you're, you're, you're the reason why we're in this situation. Well, you're not the reason we're in this situation. But but someone who's obese needs just like just like um there were finally an, uh, black people who had enough of the BLM thing and they're like, listen, motherfuckers, like I don't like I'm I I recognize as a black person that there might be racism, but fighting racism with racism is not gonna cure this thing. Um th- I just feel like that there needs to be someone from the obese community who speaks up in that same way and is like, look, we know, we know that this, like, we know this is only killing people who fucking are addicted to refined carbohydrates.
1: Yeah,
0: and and um. So yeah, and in, in, uh, yeah, it's a trip. I just feel like sometimes I'm like when my mom says that I'm like I don't I don't want to be mean to anyone. I mean I, I want to be mean to some people, but I don't want to be mean to anyone because, because they're well, like, obese.
1: I don't care. That that's like you know I know I know no one wants to be obese. Yeah, exactly. But and. The only person that could do anything about it is that person and like mm-hmm. someone, i think someone just said in the comments there's a difference between being harsh and being mean and being a bully yeah like if you're saying if you're going up to someone hey fat ass like um you're just a piece of shit blah, 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 like talking to them like that yeah that's completely different we're not talking like that like right more like what you can encourage people is like especially if you go to crossfit and you have friends that are like hey man just come try out a class with me just try out a class and if they don't they don't but by saying that and encouraging people to come to the class, like they obviously know they're out of weight, out of shape. You know what I mean? And they're going to give you every excuse under the, under the sun, but keep on going, keep on like nudging them, give them that nudge. And um, once in a while, have that talk, like, Hey buddy, just so you know, I, I read this article and like that show, that stuff you're eating is kill. Like you're killing yourself. Like let, let people know that that's not, that's what being harsh is good. You know what I mean? Because, you yes if i i do know i i do
0: i i think of it like this too if if i was running towards a I, and i use this example all the time if i was running towards a cliff and i didn't see that it was a cliff and i was going to die i would want someone to like I, 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 I would want someone to like hey you dumb fuck like just scream at me and i could stop and there's some people who will be like how dare you swear at me but i'm not like that i'm the kind of person who would say what and then they would say, there's a cliff. You almost died. And I would say, thank you. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. That's all you would get from me. Thank you. I'm so like, when I'm driving and my wife's like, watch out for that pedestrian. Like, even if I saw them, I'm like, thank you. Like, yeah. I'm not the kind of person who's like, don't tell me how to drive. Like, <laughs> um, uh, so I, so that's how I treat people. And, and I see that's exactly what's happening. Our whole society, like a huge chunk of our society is, is about to run off a cliff
1: if they haven't already.
0: yeah. You know? um, well, it's going to, I think it's going to get really, really bad here in a minute. Yeah. Like in it's, our, in our, in our lifetime, I think we're going to see something, a really catastrophic happen. Like I, like, um, because of j- just strictly on because of diet, I think we're going to see something really, really, really. Well,
1: do you ever see like that article it talks about too? Like how much the testosterone has dropped in the last mm-hmm. amount of years because of all the sugar that's been eaten and like,
0: Dude, there's 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 um you can look up that kids who are super duper obese, like if you make your kid obese, that's another crazy thing that <laughs> it's crazy that that the that parents let their little kids get obese, but um the boys boys testicles and penises won't drop if you if you feed them too much sugar at a young age and they'll and it's unrecoverable. They never recover from that. And it's because their parents poison them. It's, sad. it's because their parents poison them, and it's like I'm like, like someone has to be like raise their hand and be like, "Oh, excuse me over here, uh, yeah. th- you're poisoning your kid."
1: How much? And like, this is just me like asking. Uh, how much of think is just so much lack of knowledge and like,
2: yes, I a big portion well,
1: of it.
2: <laughs> no, I think a big portion of it is education. I mean, we live in this Dude. circle of. I mean, this is our life. This is the education that we're around all the time. And if you go outside of it to some of these other communities, they don't.
0: So I, many, so many parents can't say no. I see such bad parenting. Yeah, I, mean, I see such, too, I see so much bad parenting. Even from like the greatest parents, I see so much fucking bad parenting. Just letting kids walk all over. Like,
2: man, if they saw on the other side of it, and I'll give this as a quick little testimony. To anybody listening, my um, aunt ignored her health for a very long time, and who oh, your aunt? My aunt, and she hid it from all of us, and to the point where. Her legs started to swell so much she had blisters that started to burst and everything else. And finally, it came to the surface of her ignoring her health. Um, And now she's on dialysis. And she got into a state where she's healthier to where she's more clear-minded. And it's actually really sad because every time we call or we have a check-in with her. And, you know, we have to advocate for her and, and different stuff with surgeries and stuff. Every single phone call ends with her crying. Oh man. And it's really hard and it's hard on all of us. And it would have, it would have been easier to be hard on her back then and forced ourselves into that than it is now, because now she's, like I said, she's clear headed. And when we call her on her birthday or anything, you you know, and she's trying to hide it, you could hear her trying to hide it on the Mm -hmm. phone and stuff. And um, it's really tough.
1: And I, and I get that. And like, that's, what's hard for me now is like knowing what I went through and especially seeing family members of mine that are still, obese. And like, and like, I do the same thing. I give them soft encouragements. Like we run like, you know, promos at the gym to send it over to him. Hey, we're doing this week or hey, we're doing that. Um, And a lot of times we'll get the old, like, ah, I'm doing, I'm trying this thing at my house. Like I started walking again. Like, and that's all well and good. And like, I hope you stick to it. But like a lot of us need a structure and someone to hold us accountable. And I think a lot of people are so, scared to hold people accountable because they don't want to hurt their feelings, but, um, would you rather, you know, like now I'm at the point like now, would you rather bury them or have them be mad at you for? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. yes. Once they come to like the yes. moment of clarity, once they finally do get in shape, be like, Hey, this is what he was doing for me. Like,
2: yeah. Like I would have like, rather had, had my, having him. those
1: conversations with me. couldn't have been easy for her. like, she was my cousin who loved me to death, but like to be able to have that conversation, like Jake, he, this is the stuff you're hey, doing. Hey, that's
0: what's her name?
1: Uh, Danielle. She's the one yeah. that's on those pictures with like the transformations and stuff like that. And uh, that's
0: a special skill, by the way. Yeah.
1: She is, so you, you would love her, Savannah. She is.
0: I do love her. You, I saw you, her you, picture. You, I love her.
1: <laughs> if you walk into the, she walks into these doors at the gym, and from the members to the children, everyone just like swarms to her. She's like, you know, like flies on shit because she is just that 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 beam of happiness when she walks in um happy to be here never like the girl never stops she does something for she's always doing something for someone always and um she's just that person it doesn't like she'll she'll take you being a little upset with her by incur if, if she feels she needs to encourage you in a certain way you know what I mean and yeah, I it's a gift so and she's not squandering it yeah, yeah, it's a
0: gift, and, and she's not squandering it.
1: She, uh, she, she found CrossFit through. I don't know if she started before Dave or she really got serious about it with Dave about opening up their gym together and stuff like that. And uh, she are just, they
0: together? Are they a couple?
1: Yeah, they're ma Yeah, they're, they're married. Um, oh, okay. They just got married in October, oh, September. Okay. Um, but yeah, have some, they, go they ahead. just are two like. You you'd be pro as, as as passionate as you are about CrossFit, you'd be proud to come to this gym and see how the members and community is. And I, I firmly believe that. Um and uh they deserve all the recognition in the world for for not just me, but for we ha- I'm not what's just the old, name what's the name of the gym again? RDT
0: Fitness. Oh, okay. Uh, You're wearing the shirt. Yep. Yeah.
1: Realize yeah. development. Are,
0: are they not are they not affiliated anymore?
1: No, they are. Oh yeah. Um, is, is and, this uh, he, uh, he's, he's, so Dave's been doing it for, I think, thir- 12 or 13 years now. So he's definitely, uh, not too happy about the whole, uh, the whole situation going on with CrossFit. Oh, tell him to
0: get an- another box of Kleenex. He got more coming.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, one other thing I want to mention. Simon, yeah, is, good.
0: I was just about to kick you off. Go that's ahead. That's fine.
1: As far as these fad diets go. And I think one thing I want to tell people is that once you're, you're never, what do you begun, mean? What's a,
0: what's a fad diet? Tell me a fat diet. You so know, like the
1: Atkins, the uh, keto, the carnivore. And I'm not, these are all good things. What they all do is put you in a calorie deficit, which is what we're all after. So that's why we lose weight. But the fact of the matter is, is the diet never ends. And that's what I think the problem with a lot of our thinking is. They think that we're going to get to this destination that says I've made it and now I can eat whatever the fuck I want or do whatever the hell I want. No, like you learn, like my biggest advice would be learn the things that you enjoy that are healthy for you. Learn how to make them Uh, taste good learn how to enjoy them on a daily basis because once you get to your you know your goal weight or whatever it is the, the journey's just begun that was losing weight for me was now looking back the easy part now it's the daily um you know ins and outs of what i'm doing and why i'm doing it and learning to live with this body and what i can eat and how i can eat and the amount i need to work out you know what i mean it just it wasn't crossfit's a lifestyle
0: methodology people are like oh it's a community it's a fitness program it's this that like you listen it is a fucking they call it a cult for a reason it's a fucking religion it is a lifestyle that if that you have to be super duper fierce and protect and uh and and, and, yeah you're right it's never fucking especially as you get older you got, you, you don't, you don't process food as well. Yeah. And, um, you move slower. So it's yeah. like constantly tweaking, constantly. It's going
1: to get harder the longer you wait. Um, yeah.
0: Oh yeah. That too. I cannot imagine. I started when I was 34. How old were you when you started?
1: 27. So I was very fortunate.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't imagine people start. My mom didn't start until she was 69 and she's so stoked. And now she's like, she's been doing it over 10 years now and, uh, or almost 10 years. And, uh, she'll she'll cry when she tells me oh my like and she's not really a crier she'll be like i can't believe that i found crossfit like i'm so happy you introduced me to it yeah it's nuts
1: i'm starting to hear that from my mom my mom's just turned 58 and so same same thing she's and i can't be like that's the kind of stuff that brings me joy now you know what i mean seeing other members and uh coaching them up and we have a couple people here that are in their journey and I love that. I'm the one that like they get to come to and talk to about their weight and stuff like that. Cause they have someone relatable at the gym. You know what I mean? That they're going through that same process. So um, yeah, I've uh, appreciate you letting me come on here. This has been awesome. This is how uh, my story has been great.
0: Yeah. Thanks for coming on. I need to have more people like you on. I need to have more people who've gone through. Tr- I, I, to-
1: I really do. Like, yeah, you do it. Like your, your podcast is amazing. The cross is everything. Amazing. Um, yeah, every once in a while, having that random guy who does, I mean, Am I the lowest uh, Instagram followers you ever had? I was. I, yeah, I refuse
0: to even look at how few Instagram followers you have. I you know. know. Jake I was was like, Dude,
1: like, this guy is,
0: he must. Be desperate. <laughs> He's <laughs> scraping the bottom of the bucket. <laughs> hey, you know, what's crazy too, um, Jake. And I, I'd be curious how this affects you when you, as you get older, even when I do like, so I just started bench pressing again. I, I hadn't bench pressed in years and I got oh, my like bench press
1: right
0: now. Yeah. And I got my bench press out and uh, I got a, a bench. I, um, and I, And I got the bar and I started doing. um, When I do cleans now, uh, I do curls. I don't like pull. I'll sometimes just do curls instead of like, you know, using the method that I was taught through CrossFit. And, but I just mix it with CrossFit. It's still like, you know, 10 calories on the assault bike, you know, five bench press, 10 calories on the assault bike. And it's
1: just, it's just, yeah.
0: I'm so happy that I, you can just take this thing and just run with it to, to the day you die. Just yep. incorporating little pieces, you know what I mean? Like you can, like you can. It's okay. You can go back to uh, curls. You can go back to lateral raises. You'll always have it's evergreen. Just, say that again. It's evergreen. Yeah. Just keep reinventing CrossFit for yourself. Mm-hmm. And and I all, and and to piggyback on what you said, yes, trying any diet is good. Yeah. Just try yeah. diets. Try diets. Keep try it. it's, it's your body. Experiment with it.
1: Find what you like, but at the same time, remember that like once you're on this, you're on it. Like if you yeah. want to be successful, you're going to stay on it. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with changing the way your diet is, but like it almost it's not a diet. Like you say, it's a lifestyle. Just there's just no end a new lifestyle. Yeah, and like yeah, know learn your calories. Know what your intake is. Like there, I'm telling you, there's nothing that goes in my mouth to, at this point in my life that I don't know how much calories it is. You know what I mean? Just feel you know, yeah. I have that mental. I don't track it. Some days like I'll track just where I'm at just to see, but like mentally I know every single day what amount is going into my body just because I want to be continuing success, you know?
0: My favorite food in in the world is ice cream. And I probably have Me too. And I I haven't probably had ice cream in um, I don't know how many years. Yeah. And and I used to eat it at least once a week and I don't miss it. Not at all. Not at all. It's a trip. Uh, but I'm also – I'm 49. Maybe my taste buds have changed too, but, like, I don't miss it. Same with, like, drinking alcohol. Like, I don't – like, I, I I go through long periods without drinking, and I don't miss alcohol either. But but it's crazy because you'll tell some people, hey, you're going to have to stop drinking, and they'll be like, I could never stop. Or like, hey, you know, a time will come in your life where you can't eat ice cream, you know, once a week. And they're like, no, I'll always do that. And it's – I get that feeling, but, um, Savon, does that bottle breacher fit in your mouth? No, um, Jake, but um, – <laughs> But uh your mom, this one this one still smells like your mom, buddy. This one oh right here. Gosh. Let me this one. Let me see. Oh no, no I'm sorry. This one does. Sorry. Oh this one. My yeah. gosh. Thank you. Um
1: that's a <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> Jake. How dare you?
1: You that's half the shows, these comments that I get to hear. It's, <laughs> oh my gosh. Like,
0: I so just you loved your mom jokes. Day. Someone wrote in the comments the other day, "How embarrassing! A fifty-year-old man still likes your mom jokes." I'm. Uh, thank you, Jake. I love they you, buddy. They should be embarrassed. J- Jake, Jake, Jake just does that on purpose, just to help set me up. He threw me I an alley lo- so Yeah, I, I think a lot of the comments. Comment. Thank you. Thank you. They poke, so you you he respond. Yeah, they just want to see a five foot five guy dunk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jake. Uh, thank you, buddy. Yeah, no. Jay, thank, thank you, guys. You. Um, Man, I it, it, in all honesty, thank tough. you for doing your part in the world. Everyone has to do their part, and um, you know sometimes you I'll sure. celebrate people who had weight loss, and someone in the comments will say some dumb shit like, uh, "Well, fuck that guy. He sh- that's what he should have done all along." No, actually, that person's actually doing everyone an enormous fa- favor for making yep. that journey and letting us witness it. It's yep. like you you really don't know the favor you've done for the world. Every there's for every time someone compliments you, there's ten people talking behind your back, Jake. Who are like, oh my god, that guy used to be fat, yeah. and that's what you want to hear. You want, you want, you we let's just pray people are pointing to you without you knowing a thousand times a day. Because oh, uh, yeah, because oh dude, because it's the um, um, in the
1: back of my head I'm like, yeah, watch it. Fuck yeah, you. You you're the I mean? you're <laughs> the guy <laughs> at Starbucks
0: who they were making fun of for just sitting there with pencil and paper drawing all the time, and he finally sold one of his drawings for a million bucks. Yep, you know what I mean. Or or yep. who's the lady who wrote the um. Who's the lady who's a who's like a maybe a billionaire now the author they made all the movies jk rowling yeah Uh, jk rowling she's fucking poor on welfare writing in a fucking cafe like you're that guy yep you're the guy that did something that yeah and so thank you thank you Uh,
1: thank you guys and thanks for letting me put it out there this was awesome
0: yeah great stuff the liver king would say ice cream is not a food okay fair enough
1: yeah that guy is awesome isn't he <laughs>
0: yeah i love him i want, to, I want him to cuddle me I want to, <laughs>